Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Episode three of the Bread Club. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a logo, right? Eventually, we'll have a bread. Yeah, club. if we're sticking with Bread Club, we will get a Bread Club logo of me and you eating bread. Probably. Yeah, have you ever? Did you ever watch the weird video? There's like a woman who has a YouTube channel, and all she does is eat videos, and she has millions of views and followers. You said you said all she does is eat videos. I'm assuming she bread. eats something else. <laughs> She's just getting like DVDs and VHSs and just destroying them. I think I would rather eat a DVD over a VHS. Oh, yeah, easily. There's a, uh, I don't know. VHS is like cardboard. They're, plastic, they're probably easier. Yeah, but they're all the ribbon. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, gonna... Gonna... A, lot, a lot of people watching this are going to have no idea what a VHS is. They're the, the greatest thing ever. If you ever want to <laughs> find, uh, uh, if you're a WWF fan and you want unedited stuff, find original copies. Uh, I'm so glad I have all mine. Yeah, they're probably gold dust these days. They really are. My buddy, um, he had, like blew out his ACL, and I was like, "Here's my Peacock logo, like information. Like, you don't have anything to do. You want to watch old wrestling?" Yeah. That he's like, "Dude, they took out the Piper Bad News Brown match from WrestleMania," and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can't you can't go half blackface." And, oh, is that what I, I've not? Oh, yeah, they, they they added in a bunch of stuff out yeah, of, yeah. Out of uh, I remember with the net, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it being a big deal, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's why uh, I saved my VHS tapes. But I don't think we're here to talk about WWE and VHSs. We are not. <laughs> we are not. I got ahead of myself with the uh, the bread lady who eats the bread. She's got millions of views. She just eats bread. She like sticks her face in it. It's I mean, weird. Kojima invited Makito into Bread Club. I think Makito said, Am I a member of Bread Club? And he's like, Yeah, you're the CEO or something like that. But he said, You're not allowed to stick up your middle finger. All right, Can, we I curse a lot. Um, wholesome Kojima. No, it's okay. Wait, he's, he's <laughs> if Kojima's can like in this, I'll can we be, be like surprised. EVPs? Can we be EVPs? Yes, the club? We're, we're the Kenny Omega and Young Bucks of Bread Club. Yes, I'm not getting any of that weird uh plasma fusion stuff that Kenny, <laughs> and we won't write ourselves out of a championship opportunity. <laughs> well, it's episode three of the Bread Club. Matt speaks take two uh, on fightful overbooked fightful overbook.com and on fightful.com. Uh, we're probably about every two weeks, give or take, you'll see us pop up. And if, if you've been watching, thank you. Cause the response has been great. Uh, we're one of the most viewed uh, shows on the channel, which is remarkable. Yeah. I think there's been, uh, you know, fightful biggest, best wrestling site in the world. You know, they needed some new Japan coverage. They needed some new Japan help. And that's why me and you are here. We're spreading the new Japan love. The bread club in the house. Oh, I didn't mean to take that away. I meant to take the bread club down. <laughs> um, well, I'm joined by Kieran. It's Kieran. It's Matt from the shining wizards. Kieran's doing wrestling. He's doing noob Japan. Uh, but man, we have, we have so much, there's so much to talk about. Too much to talk about. Like, where do you even begin? Uh, let's start with the Cubs hat. Uh, I, I don't know anything about baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went to Chicago a couple of times for uh, some Comic Cons uh, to meet nice. like you know, big big Marvel guys and stuff like that. Um, 
And of course, I wanted to go Wrigley Field and do a tour, and it was on the off season, or so they don't even do tours. So I was really gutted. Uh, but I went to like the official shop and bought a hat, of course, uh, because I like hats. Uh, and it's a very normal thing to wear American sports teams hats, even if you don't give a shit about the team in the UK, seemingly. Really? Uh, yeah, like I have a Miami Dolphins jumper because I, I did go to the NFL match at Wembley Stadium, to be fair. But that was my first time ever watching NFL. And I I couldn't care less about it. I got this at Pro Wrestling Tees in um, Chicago, though, as well. Which oh, is nice. The shop. Yeah. Uh, that is not the subject of the day, though, in my hat. No, I, I am a Dolphins fan, though, so I respect it. You don't have to take it off. I was just <laughs> I'm curious. I don't, uh, you know, you're you're across the across the pond, so I don't yeah, know. No, it's purely just because it's a cool hat, not because okay. I support the Cubs. Hey, whatever floats your boat, bro. I was just curious. <laughs> With this is episode three. We spent about four hours together uh, in the last two episodes, and we still don't know much about each other, but we're we're making it work. Yeah, oh yeah, no. F- football's the the sport of the of the UK, of course. I'm a big football fan, a proper football soccer for for yes, you I guys. Do. that like to say the wrong thing. I don't say I don't say any of it. <laughs> That's the way to go. You're I don't know shit about. I don't know shit about soccer. I I don't follow <laughs> it. I don't know. I stick to what I know, and that's professional wrestling. Yes, uh, and New Japan wrestling. Yeah. Um, and last episode we kind of went through um best of the Super Juniors the first six nights. Obviously, we have a ton to talk about, so I don't think we're going to go through each night individually um i will start by asking you this my friend Mm -hmm. are you surprised that hiromu uh won again i'm extremely surprised and very upset you know it seemed well it was three times on the bounce wasn't it four times overall everything was set for despy to get his big moment and god it just kind of put a dampener on the whole tournament for me like i love hiromu don't get me wrong but there's too much of a good thing is a thing and that's the case with hiromu and yeah, I did not want to see him win that final. Do you think it's uh I I read somewhere uh I don't it's not necessarily conspiracy, but it's a theory that like New Japan is huge on making um like stars, right? Like legendary stars. And the idea is, you know, you can pretty much go see wrestling anywhere in the world, but New Japan specifically is known for its super juniors. Uh, with Jushin Thunder Liger and sorry, Nelly, just all always the- welcome on the podcast. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> with, so the idea, what I read was the idea was that they're trying to build Hiromu as like this generation's Jushin Thunder Liger. Like they're, they're making him a legend. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, it makes sense, but I just, you know, if I, I wasn't. I don't think any of us were really watching New Japan like we can today. Back when Jushin Liger was the hot topic, because you know, like we discussed in the first episode, it was uh, VHS trading, uh, tape trading, and things like that. But you know, now where everything is so out there and so available, and it's just Hiromu, 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 it's very overwhelming. Uh, especially considering how popular Desperado is and has been and has gotten the last few years. Uh, it just, you know. It just seems like a bizarre choice. It, I wouldn't even say it's a safe choice. Like they're now doing the match at Corroquen Hall. It's like El Desperado and Ishimori would have been more than capable of headlining the Corroquen. I turned my mic off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm at this. I literally ran inside, printed up my notes, and jumped on the computer. Like I'm still sweaty from work. My arm keeps sticking to the paper. I'm a fucking disaster right now. Gotta respect it. Uh, it's like, it's, uh, I kind of feel like, I must I look a wreck whatever you're not here to look at me people uh you're here to listen uh <laughs> bright club 
Um, I, the, and the tournament was shaking out like it could have been gone so many different ways. Uh, in the A block, Ishimori at 12 points, Romu at 12. Mm-hmm. Shell was right there. Ace Austin had a great showing. Yeah. Um, even on the other side, you know, Despi at 12 and Phantasma at 12. Robbie Eagles was there. Yuta was right up there. And that did not have the, the match on Dominion. Yeah, that's really rubbed me the wrong way. I think going back to the actual final itself, like if you was going to do Despi and Hiromu again only to have Desperado win, why, like, I think put someone else in the match to take the loss instead of Desperado, make someone new, get someone else over, get, you know, Ace Austin in, the, was Ace in the same block? I can't remember. Uh, Ace yeah, El, in the block with Hiromu. Yeah, yeah. El, El Fantasmo, get him in there then. You know, he finished on equal points, but lost on the tiebreaker, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, when he lost to Robbie Eagles that last Yeah, night. yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, like, it's bizarre that they went the Hiromi Despi route and had Hiromu win as well, because the match was never going to be capable of living up to the final from two years ago. Like, that's one of my all-time favorite matches, and it was a great match, but it's nothing that I'm going to remember that much. It was an excellent wrestling match, but there was not much story there. And, you know, we remember the stories and the emotion and things like that more than the wrestling itself often. But That, um, uh, that final from two years... that from two years ago that's what he ripped the mask right yeah 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 no, I'm, awesome. I'm, yeah no my match of the year easily that year um but yeah then to not have them even on the dominion card like hiromi spends so much time trying to make the juniors on the same level they get this great spotlight they've had this amazing tournament and then it's okay yeah you can't even make the dominion card the second biggest show of the year we're gonna sneak you on coroquin instead it's really lame it is and and, and... You know, if we go next week at at Kurikan and and Ishimori beats Hiromu, like this is a, I I, I hate to say it because I rarely say it, it's a fucking waste. Yeah, it's bizarre. I I it's New Japan. You can never really say that something is dead certain when it comes to a title match. Uh, you know, Hiromu going into Forbidden Door as a champion probably makes the most sense. But Ishimori was involved in the MSG show. He went in. A, did he? He maybe won the title at that show. I can't remember. Um, I know he was involved, uh, and Bullet Club seems to be the hot topic at the moment going into Forbidden Door. But um, yeah, it did it did dampen the whole Best of Super Juniors, and then I think it's just really shitty. Like you know, you win the G One, you main event the Tokyo Dome, you win the Best of Super Juniors, yeah, Korokon Hall. Yeah, it's it, it. You know, there was there you could have done without. You know, I get that you have all the foreign talent there. They were just there for the Best of the Super Juniors and. You could have, you could have, you know, you could have given them Doc Gallows and Toriano. Uh, yeah, something. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It just felt I would have look and be, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but even like the Carl Anderson Tamatanga, like you could have thrown that. I would have much rather seen the Super Juniors go. So that was it's just weird. The whole thing was weird. Yeah, they deserve. They just deserve the spotlight. At the end of the day, they've just had a whole tournament dedicated to them this whole month, and then it's all oh, the heavyweights are back. All right, get down to pecking order, boys. It's what's more weird that or that Master Watto actually won four matches. I mean, he's tag champ. He can't be losing all of them. You know, four's probably <sighs> kind of low for a tag champ. Someone's got to fucking lose. Though. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, man. I was all in on what was it night night seven when fucking Doki beat El Fantasmo. He fucking faked uh, the... one of my favorite. Oh. Maybe my match of the tournament. God, I loved that. I was fucking superb. That was fantastic. Um, 
uh, again, we're not going to go over the whole tournament. Um, but the last we talked when night six was the last, um, and I know there's been so much, so, uh, but is, was there anything from the rest of the best of the super juniors that stuck out to you? It's so hard to remember now, man. It seems like it was forever ago. Um, like I said, the Tokyo ELP match, I absolutely loved. Uh, I think Ace Austin really made a name for himself. Of course, he joined Bullet Club at the finals, uh, you know, and he's he was on the Dominion card as well, uh, which, you know, he's one of the only a few uh, best of Super Juniors guys, like not everyone else stuck around for the week uh, from the foreigners. Um, you know, so he's evidently going to be popping up now and again. Um, a guy like Titan, I think, was like a low-key MVP. The Robert, oh, of course, the Robbie Eagles ELP match, the Coricon main event. That was some. Uh, that was absolutely phenomenal. Just like them pulling from their their years of rivalry from when they was in Bullet Club together, to the match that they put on in Coricon. That's you know people are Cameron for match of the year, where it's so deserved. It was a phenomenal match. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They they tore the house down. I was um. Night seven, eight, nine, those three Hiromu losses in a row. I was like, Yes. I was like, all right. And 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 uh uh Yo uh got his win. So I was like, ooh, ooh, my dark horse pick. <laughs> no, that was great. Like how Nobu just fucking absolutely blew Hiromu out. Just I don't know that Hiromu got any offense in, in that match. Just got his knee and leg worked over, and then that was how he lost his next two matches. It was really great that was like great tournament storytelling and uh uncle nobu had like a really good tournament in the end he kind of put over the newer guys like we said and then he got his rewards from facing the the originals yeah no he looked great um and i like how he carried it over to dominion and we'll we'll get there when we when we talk about dominion uh god damn it nelly come on man no say hello Say hi. Say hi. Hi, 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 everybody. Now it's I gotta a, go. It's a three-person podcast. Nelly, Matt, and me. Get out of here, Nelly. Um uh I I I really wanted to like Wheeler Utah matches. I just did it, it didn't click for me, man. It really didn't click. I was on I got on the Doki train. We're always welcoming people onto the Doki train, man. There's there's plenty of room. I got on the Doki trip. He he beat uh, ELP and then he, he beat Bushi back to back nights. And I was like, all right. I'm like, is this what we're doing here? Or are we going to get a little Doki push? I was good with that. Uh, I love Doki. I agree about Willie Uta, though. He was kind of like entirely forgettable. I'm like, you know, we spoke about it before. He came in AEW fans making all this hype and he didn't deliver on the hype. But I, maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's the AEW fans on social media. Maybe it's his fault. I just, I wasn't impressed. No, I just think what he was presented as in AEW is not, I don't think he's best of, you know, like when I think best of the super juniors, like he's not, he's the last guy. If you, if you sent Pac or Buddy Matthews over, I'd be like, that fits the mold. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't just see him. I can't believe he got 10 points and he got, you know, some pretty big wins. Yeah, he lost. To, I mean, he lost to all the L's, didn't he? He lost to El, El Lindemann, El Desperado, and El Fantasmo. Yeah, and he lost to Robbie Eagles. Yeah, but he beat like Teton. He beat TJP. He beat Master Watto. Everyone should. Um, <laughs> dude, I try. I was trying. I'm. I'm like. Listen back, because this is a, this isn't a podcast too. This comes out in a podcast form, uh, which I 
I just found out like two weeks, <laughs> weeks ago. Dude, I'm so fucking busy. Um, and uh, and I was like, man, I was really mean about Master Watto. When I watched these <laughs> couple nights, I'm gonna give him a chance. And then like night like eight, I was like, fuck this guy, man. This guy <laughs> sucks. What is he? I'm gonna send your Master Watto shirt at some point. I mean, I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll wear any wrestling shirt. Oh, that's not true. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Master Watto missed the mark for me. Teton was awesome. Uh, I thought L. Lindemann meet, beating L. Desperado in night seven was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was, there's a story like that's the beauty. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sure I said this the last two episodes, but they, there's story, there's always some story going on. Um, and it was that L. Desperado said he wanted to wrestle. Anyone, anytime, any place. Yeah, uh, Lindemann was one of the first guys he called out when he started calling everyone out. Yeah, so I thought that delivered. I thought I thought the the tournament itself delivered. I was happy with with most of it. Um, If I never see Taguchi with his pants around his ankles again, I will be okay. You best not watch the next the the title defense at Korokwenden. Uh, you know, I know it. I know it's coming. Water is wet. <laughs> the sky is blue. Taguchi's asshole is going to be in somebody's face again. I don't know how you convince somebody to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah he's, he got, was, he's got a veteran rub. He was deep on in somebody's face. Like his <laughs> ass was. It is. That is professionalism to the max. <laughs> it is not. It is not for me, my friend. No. <laughs> uh so the tournament leads to um the best of the super junior juniors final um and right from go we got uh carl anderson has covid uh honma had covid too right uh no honma was on the card uh honma was in the opening match against the young lion i think um right, he was because it's right osprey in my osprey had co no osprey had a kidney infection Kidney infection. I think we're somebody else missing. And there was a third person. I know. I want to say Juice. Uh Tangaloa. Ah, Tangaloa. He had the knee injury. Yeah. And then Juice had uh, appendicitis. Mm-hmm. Man, when it fucking rains, it pours in New Japan. <laughs> it's been pouring for a long fucking time. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, so we get that announcement, and that happened May 31st, so... You knew those guys weren't going to be there, so they had to change a couple things around. Uh, and you had mentioned it before. Ace Austin, uh, he turns his back on Alex Zane. He's Bullet Club. Oh, man. I thought we had something special in Zest, friends. Really did. I mean, come on, man. I, you never I, I trust did. a magician. <laughs> I really didn't expect it. Um, it was good to have like I think it's a good fit, Ace Austin. Uh, they're clearly building a like mini Bullet Club in Impact of sorts, uh, and just to keep them relevant and there because you know just one man in Chris Bay now he's got Ace Austin there as well. Um, it cracked me up in the backstage where Alex Zane actually confronted Ace Austin, and all the Bullet Club ganged up on him. I don't know if you see this. Uh, they all beat him up backstage. I saw. And so ELP El- took his fucking socks. El Fantasmo stole Alex Zane's socks. Oh my god! And they've post he's posted on, on Twitter like a picture of them all saying sock thieves and stuff like that. I think it might be his Twitter bio. 
Dude, it was on his jacket at Dominion. Yes. And he brought the fucking socks out. Oh, shit. He's fantastic. That's the... That's that's like... It's it's so... They can mix in. Like, he's... ELP is so good that he can get away. We we just spent eight months with his loaded boot, and now he's stealing people's fucking socks. Like, he he can do it all. I love Elfantasla. I would know. I mean... Look, what kind of person steals another man's or woman's socks? What do you, why? Bullet Club, El Fantasma, Headbangers, Headbangers. That's the type of I'm a headbanger. I like heavy metal. I'm a headbanger. I right, never so stole do I. Socks. I don't want you to last weekend. <laughs> what are you going to do with Alex Zane's dirty socks, dude? Uh, I mean, there's some, there's some stuff online, you know. I mean, bread lady, she sticks her face in bread. People love it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got a point there. But yeah, no, Ace Austin, he's a good fit. Um, and now it, it's led to uh, Impact Slamversary. You've got Ultimate X match and um, Ace Austin defending his title and Alex Zane is the last entrant in that as well. So they're carrying on the story, transcending from New Japan into Impact, which is really cool. Yeah, and then somewhere Hiromu is still uh, uh, still wants, uh, yeah, still wants a shot. Put him on a first-class flight and he said he'll come challenge for the title. It's... Uh, it, it, Man, what a time. It's like they're they're kind of they're all over the place. It's fantastic. Um the United Empire beat Wado and Taguchi six or nine, a, a non-title match. So this sets up um the road two show that's happening yep. next week. Mm-hmm. Um which is I whatever, Master Wado. <laughs> it, he bothers something about he I don't know, man. He's still really young, you know. He's like 24 or something yeah. like that. Like, considering he's gone on, done the Young Lion system, gone on an excursion and come back, he's like insanely young. So, you know, there's there's maybe in 15 years you'll like him. I mean, look, it took me a while to come around on Despy. Right? Yeah. It took me, took me a while to come around on Yoshihashi. I hated Yoshihashi for a very long time. Because he had like that face that looked like he was forever smelling a fart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's he didn't know if it was his or somebody else's. Perfect description. Uh, but if, uh, slowly they come around. Um, House of Torture will never come around for me. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, they're, they're more bearable, to be honest, now. But maybe it's because they're not in the main event scene and they're kind of now filling a part on the mid card that they should have always, rather than you know ruining everything. I think they found a better niche now. Still, the goddamn. We'll we'll get into it. Very. <laughs> uh, just quickly going through best of the Super Juniors final. Um, oh man, this uh, this Bullet Club versus United Empire melee. Oof, the six man. Oof. I don't even remember where it was, man. What was it? It was Owens, Bad Luck Fale, and El Fantasmo against Jeff Cobb, Hanare, and Great Okan. It was. Fucking absolute chaos. I really I don't remember, man. There's been so much wrestling. There has been a lot. Uh Sonata came back, so we got that. That was yep. awesome. That was cool. Uh, uh not, not really. Uh main event was Okada, Yano, Tamatango, and Jado against Gato, Ishimori, Doc Gallows, and Jay White. Uh, and before the match, we see a big return. Kent is back. Yes, yeah. No, Jay saying that uh, you know, he's Carl Anderson couldn't be here and you know, 
there was meant to be other guys and uh to make up for it he's got a special surprise and kenta made his return uh which was nice to see because obviously he's been out since he fucking killed himself by falling off the most ridiculously tall ladder in the world of wrestle fucking kingdom uh that was just the wildest shit um but yeah no it's great to see kenta back uh absolutely love kenta yeah, I'm with you. I love Kenta too. And, uh, you know, that crazy, you mentioned the Wrestle Kingdom ladder spot. I'm happy to see that he's recovered from his broken rib, uh, broken hip, excuse me. Broken everything. Probably. And everything else. Yeah. Just to see him walk out there was very nice. Um, that business is picking up. I-, I can't say anything bad about the finals, right? Hiromu Despi. I think we're always going to get a good match. Again, I just was like, I don't know, man. It's like... T- I've seen it a million times. Yeah, I like I said, I, we kind of already discussed it. I think it was a great match, but that's the extent of it. I'm not going to remember it, you know, uh, compared to the match two years ago, compared to Shingo versus Osprey, compared to Hiromi versus Ishimori the year before that and Korokuen. It's uh, rather forgettable best of Super Juniors final in the grand scheme of things, I think. Yeah, I was watching it in, in my room here, which is like, the bathroom is behind me and then the bedroom is we have baked and i'm going that makes no fucking sense what the fuck and my wife is like what are you talking about like, don't <laughs> worry about it i'm like this is just doesn't i, I wasn't a big fan no yeah I, it's bizarre three three in, a, three in a row and his I four... the first one made sense the second one it's in the middle of the pandemic and they i don't really have much choice and it's all right fair enough back to back isn't so bad but just three times when you've got this fresh group of guys you've got desperado on top of the world and yeah the third one isn't there's not much i don't feel like logic to it no i mean four overall if you go if you're breaking records just to break records i mean couldn't you have him beat somebody else? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I said, like put El Fantasmo in the final. You know, he's gonna deliver. But just to put El, Del El Desperado there in there again, the exact same match from two years ago, only to lose again. It's just, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I'm not, you know. And I know uh, Koji Kanemoto had three, David had two, Kushida had two, Osprey has two. I don't know. I'm just like, if he doesn't beat. Ishimori this week. Um, I really, truly have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see Ishimori retaining. Uh, otherwise, he's going to be a V zero. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll, we'll see. I mean, to be fair, Hiromu and Ishimori, like I just said, the final was the best of Super Juniors, like twenty eighteen. I want to yes. say Hiromu's first one back in Korokuen. It's fucking amazing. Red hot Korokuen crowd, one of the loudest crowds you'll ever hear. Um, and I think Meltzer gave it like 5.5 or something like that. He broke the scale for it. Uh, it's phenomenal. But them doing that again in current circumstances, it's just never going to be as good as it was four years ago. Right. No, I agree. It's just, I don't know. I would have. I was like, it, I was El Desperado or bust, right? This seemed like it was. And now, you know, okay. So let's say Hiromu beats. Uh, Ishimori, like we saw Despi in a six man at Dominion. Like, what's what's next? You know, like, it's... yeah, I mean, usually it'd be someone that I suppose beat him in the tournament. Uh, so you, what you got Uncle Nobu, you got Yo, Lindemann. and Lin- did Lindemann beat Hiromu? I was talking about Despi. Oh, yeah, no, whoever beat Hiromu in the tournament will probably have a stake, a claim to challenge. 
So um, that'd be Kanemaru, Yo, and Show. Yeah, not uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanemaru, Uncle Nobu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably Show out of all of them. But Yo, of course, they've got the storyline, and they, you know, they've had a fair few matches now. So it won't surprise me if we get another one. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do you could run back Despy and Lindemann. Yeah, I mean, title. Desperado show up in Gleet, yeah, for the Durex title. That'd be really cool. Um, Gleet have announced that House of Torture are going over, and uh, so is Alex Zane, but Alex Zane's on the Gleet team versus House of Torture. Well, maybe Gleet can keep uh, House of Torture. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and that was really best of the Super Juniors. You know, obviously, the Ace Austin turn, Sonata coming back, Kenta, huge news, but it was all leading to uh dominion mm-hmm. uh and then we announced or they announced excuse me new japan announced um that this match this Hiromu and ishimori match would be taking place at the road tour following dominion which again we don't fully understand why i mean they don't run like i just don't get it because they can't it's not like they're selling they're selling they're, they're running the same venues they usually run where it's like 2,500 people. Yeah, no, Coroquin is not very big. Um, right. I think it's less, maybe, probably less than that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's bizarre. I, I don't know. I get they need, you need something to draw the fans in, but I feel like there's other matches than that to be, you know, it deserves to be on Dominion at the end of the day. It deserves to be on the second biggest show of the year. It deserves to be in Osaka Joe Hall. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It, it just, you know, it doesn't and with all this stuff with with uh, AEW and this this fucking All Atlantic Championship, Tony Khan's got to lay off the cocaine. <laughs> He's allegedly homeboy's out of his fucking That's mind with this. But we got like there's there's meat on the bone for these tours. Like we're gonna get a bunch of matches that are gonna factor into Forbidden Door. So. Do you know uh, what as well? I think a, a New Japan in the past have made a point of saying that these Korokuen shows when they're on New Japan World, you should tune in. They always kind of reward you. Like, I remember after Wrestle Kingdom 15, Jay White gives that amazing promo and then disappears and there's reports he might be going to WWE. He returned at just a random Korokuen show to attack Tomohiro Ishii like two months later. There was no preamble, no nothing. I felt like I was the only person in the world watching that show because back then I was gifting everything. Um, and yeah, he just rocked up unannounced. So, you know, I wouldn't put it past New Japan for them to have an AEW guy rock up. Uh, but I, yeah, it's it's probably not likely, but it wouldn't. Sh- I wouldn't be unbelievably surprised. We'll see. Um, what do we got? The 20th is the is is the six or nine against... Uh... TJP and Akira. Um, and then we'll get, we have two uh, uh, matches that will determine the qualifying matches. Yep. For All Atlantic. Uh, weird. Um, yep. <laughs> weird, dude. Um, we, uh, so I do the Shining Wizards podcast every Monday night, and they, Kevin and Tony, the guys I do the show with, they're familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, but they were like, uh Tanahashi Goto they were like I don't get the Goto thing and I'm like well like he's 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 borderline legend over there like he has a nice pedigree mm-hmm. uh, you know he's won the New Japan Cup a couple times you know he's been a champion a th- 
billion times. Like it fits. Uh, this I just is <laughs> big Tom, big Tom Ishii, and uh, Uncle Uncle Nobu, and then Honma and Clark Connors. Yeah, and then the winner of those will face each other, and then the winner of that goes on to Forbidden Door for the All Atlantic, not really All Atlantic title. Um, yeah, fucking, what is Honma doing in that? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm all right with the others. Like Clark is great. I think, you know, the obvious thing is Tomohiro Ishii. I Western fans love him. He's got wrestled in AEW lots already. He's got the face value. But I wouldn't be in. I'm kind of dark horsing for Clark Connors here. Um, yeah. I would love to see it. Uh, give him that spotlight. Give the LA Dojo that spotlight. But the obvious answer is Tomohiro Ishii. Um, but yeah, uh, Honma, just like what the fuck. <laughs> It's like it's so everyone out of everyone on that roster. Like Honma was great once upon a time. He had a very bad injury, unfortunately, and he was never able to recover fully. But he's so you know, like where's Yuji Nagata? Why can't he be in that? Or you know, I don't know. I can't think of many names suitable. Why not? Why not not Kojima? Because he's the GHC heavyweight champion, baby. My boy's tied up. Holy shit. Is he ever? <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I don't know. Why not like... Uh, fuck, man. Kanamira's in here. Uncle Nobu's in here. Throw fucking Despy a shot. Like, yeah. I sign me up for Despy Clark Connors. Like, Despy doesn't even have to win, but Honma just doesn't make any sense, man. If fucking yeah. Honma wins... <laughs> I, like, I want Honma to win it, be at Forbidden Door... Kevin Kelly's on commentary with JR and Kevin Kelly does his usual, hey, it's Hanma. And Ke- JR's just like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, what's a, what's a Hulkamania. Holy <laughs> Dude, he's... I love JR, right? Legend. He can't... Bro, when when the United Empire showed up a couple weeks ago, he's like, who, who like... are these guys? Who is <laughs> Didn't he like, oh, it was like, oh uh, Jeff Cobb's a great talent and this other guy, wow, he's big or something like that. Like, <laughs> he just called him this other guy or this, this other, other man guy. or something. I was like, oh, God. It's the, he's a fucking legend. Great yeah, O'Connor is a legend. Hell. Yes. You wish you wish you could spend time in Vegas with Great O'Conn, JR. Great O'Conn is the greatest of all the cons. Stop shilling your barbecue sauce and go get a handful like Great O'Conn <laughs> Not a handful of barbecue sauce either. Uh, so this is weird, this New Japan Road, but it's, you know... It'll... They're going to they announce the G1 blocks, and I think they're going to announce this when, when people... Are... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill facing who and stuff like that as well so there'll be some fun g1 announcements like the blocks is going to be super interesting of course i'm sure we'll get into it later but you know the seven blocks of four blocks of seven it's going to be wild well what's more wild four blocks of seven or 
waking up on June 10th and finding out that they'd stripped Juice Robinson of his United States championship? Yeah, I think beforehand, I, I didn't even watch the video in all honesty. It was the thing of Juice saying, like, I'm not coming to defend the title. Fuck you, all this shit. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's probably, you know, he'll probably show up and just unannounced. And then he'll make it seem like he's not coming. And then it was like, yeah, Juice Robinson stripped of the title. And I was like, oh, uh, I guess not. Um, it's fucking New Japan and accursed. Jesus Christ. And this title specifically, like, I don't think it's had a su successful defense this year so far. Uh, you know, Tanahashi defeated Kenta to win it. Tanahashi lost it to Sonada. Sonada relinquished it. Do Tanahashi beat Osprey to win it? How did Tanahashi win it? He, uh, he beat uh, Big Tom. Osprey oh, yes, yes, yes. oh, yeah, that was an amazing match. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> Tanahashi lost it to Juice. Juice relinquished it. And now Osprey's the new champion. Uh, what a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, man. Fucking one, two, three, four. That's five in a row. Four. Five champs in a row, four who have won it and then defended it and lost it in their next bout. Yeah, and I, I imagine the plan was for Juice to have a bit of a run, get a couple of defenses in, but now it's that they just do that with Osprey instead, or is Osprey just there to now hold the title and drop it to Juice at the first opportunity and we get another V0? That's a great question. I, I don't know. It's, it's fun, kind of. You know, new champions are always fun, but yeah, you need a bit of stability for this poor title. Yeah. Um, this was just weird. Like, this is definitely a work, right? I, don't, I feel like surely they wouldn't announce the match if they didn't think Juice was going to be able to make it, but maybe they did. I don't, you know, it's all hearsay. We're just spitballing, but. Right. Well, you, you're better off saying he could be in the match and then taking him out of it because of, and making it like, God forbid his this appendicitis turned into some. It's you know it's it's appendicitis today. Tomorrow he's got fucking COVID, and then he's got one hand or some crazy shit. <laughs> world is, this world he's, is insanity. He's not rock hard anymore. No, he's soft. He's gummy. He's gooey like me. <laughs> uh, so I guess you know storyline too. You know people are. Uh, you get you you, you want to see Juice and, and Osprey, right? And Sonata kind of never lost the title, so you know, I think they're just extending the story. Yeah, it's 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 working in a way because it carries on the like you know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, but the Osprey Sonata match, Osprey winning the title, and then not being a physical title carries on the whole uh, thing that Osprey is getting fucked over all the time. Uh, you know, he lost the match against Oxley, but didn't really tap out. He lost the match at Capital Collision, but his foot was under the rope. And now he wins the title and he doesn't actually get the physical title. Um, so it's it's a really good story that even if it's not by design that they fucking they're doing with Osprey. And it's really cool. It's really fun. And I'm liking it. Yeah, I like that. He doesn't have, Juice didn't bring the title back. So he did the um, and again, we're ahead of ourselves, but he did the post post match and he's like, what do you see here? What do you see here? <laughs> the British Revolution Championship. I'm Billy Two Belts. Like I didn't know he was getting Will Ospreay as a special guest on the podcast. Jesus, I'm not very good at impersonating. <laughs> so I don't. I had to just to spur of the moment. Uh, uh, I hate to derail what we're talking about, man. But you fucking crush it on Twitter. I saw you got like a retweet and a mention from Kenny and Osprey last week. I'm really good at Twitter. 
holy shit are you ever i say it to my girlfriend all the time just to piss her off i'll be like oh look i'm I'm so fucking good at twitter man i'm so fucking good i fucking wake up i'll be scrolling you'll be put a tweet this day in history so and so beat so and so i think because i've been doing them for a good few years now guys recognize my face at least because the twitter account is always fucking changing because i lose them uh (laughs) but you know kenny definitely knows like when he sees my stuff that i'm not wasting his time i suppose i'm not just right. tagging him in bullshit uh and it's very much osprey's the same now as well um the bucks followed me recently uh you know i think i i try to my best to not to to provide good content and not be a mark or a dickhead you know spouting right. bullshit opinions you'll notice i post very little opinions on my twitter it's all just gifs and facts um because yeah it's you know i have my opinions but they're my opinions i don't need to say tell everyone what i dislike is pretty boring on twitter to see that right of course and if you're not following kieran it's kieran rh 93 on twitter i'm like this fuck i fucking retweeted i hit the like button. <laughs> i'm crushing it man it's getting props for kenny and will osprey it's good shit props to you my man thank you man <laughs> i don't have any time to do anything so i'm fucking you want to run our twitter it's, it's, I was about to say, it's the good thing about having an office job <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could do an office job. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> no, really, I would. I'd go fucking nuts. I mean, I'm the opposite. I don't think like I could. I, I used to work on my feet, and now I feel like it would kill me. I'd go stir crazy. I was sitting, sitting in the same fucking walls. I, I, I do. I do. Definitely do. Um, sorry. So we went off on a little tangent there. Um, so they strip juice, right? But then they make this crazy awesome announcement that they're going to do a new japan stardom show in november hell fucking yes how that's, fucking cool is this that's fucking fantastic oh, wow uh got give quick shout out to my guy our one-up culture trent on uh, twitter he's my guy for all things stardom like he's already trying to figure out if he can fly over to japan for it uh, he's such a big stardom guy uh i'm you know my thing is i so want to watch stardom and so want to get into it but their shows, their big shows are either on pay-per-view and they cost like a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. And uh, but their shows that are on Stardom World aren't always live. And I'm a sucker. I much prefer to watch my wrestling live. I'm I'm very I'm I'm not likely to go back and watch something if I've missed it in the moment. Uh, which is great because I like Japanese wrestling. It happens at like 10 a.m. my time. Don't uh, need to rub it in, dude. <laughs> um but I just I, more stardom. Give it to me. They're, they're the best re- women wrestlers in the world, man. And fucking, they're pushing for multi uh, intergender matches. Utami is like she wants to team up with uh, Okada. She wants to team up with Tanahashi. She wants to team up with someone, and she wants to face Naito. She's already said that. Like, we need good intergender stuff, man. I'm so excited for that show. So that's uh, November twentieth. Um, uh, they haven't really announced where where it'll be available. Um, but that's a huge deal, man. It's the, it'll be the first time ever. Uh, and we've seen the last couple of years, they've been on like the pre-shows, but you're, they for some ungodly... I mean, there's a reason, but they don't show it on New Japan World. The, I mean, the last ones they did at the, the last Wrestle Kingdom, didn't they? There was like third on the card on the second night or something, and that was the first time it was on World. Yeah. Um, and it was so cool that they wasn't the dark match. They wasn't even the first or second match. They was like third on the card. They got given a great spot. And they're putting it at a, a pretty big... 
uh, Tokyo's uh, Araki. Am I saying that right? I think it's Ariaki. Ariaki not... Arena. Yeah. It's constructed for the Olympics, so it sits 15,000. So that's huge. Mm. They'll fucking sell it out, too. Oh, absolutely, man. Stardom have done really well during the pandemic. They've gotten bigger. You know, they've run bigger venues, presumably because they can't do full capacity, so they can do them without it looking empty. Uh, but yeah, this should this should be an instant sellout, man. Like Stardom is, is so popular now. New Japan's obviously the biggest in Japan. Uh, it's got all the potential in the world to be something fucking amazing and memorable. Yeah. So uh, November twenty, that'll be a nice. My birthday is the twenty first, so happy fucking uh, birthday. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a good time, man. Um, and then my last bit of notes before we get into Dominion, uh, and I know we've been there's been so much New Japan for us to cover that's been happening in Japan, but. Uh, New Japan Strong happens here in, in the States, and they've been doing a great job. They announced that they're going to introduce New Japan Strong tag titles. So that sexy blue strap. Uh, so we're going to see that, and that's hap- that'll start uh, at the Ignition Show here in the States on June 19th, which is happening in Los Angeles. So just the, the, the you know, the people are sick of hearing the term Forbidden Door, but, man, there's there's as I like to say, a lot of spoons in the porridge, man. We got LA Dojo kids. We got Impact kids. We got indie wrestlers from the West. We got the Taylor Rusts of the world and mm-hmm. and Fred Ehi and Bateman, like all these guys who are, are, are West Coast guys that have been heavily involved in New Japan Strong since the pandemic and since the start of the promotion. And, and you know, Negro Casas is going to be at this, this set of tapings um, and Mascarita Dorado and Ren Narita, like New Japan's taken over. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's really cool to strong tag titles. Um, they've got so many good little groups that they've built. Of course, you've got Team Filthy. You've got uh, Stray Dog Army. You know, there's all these little great teams that now have something to vie for. Uh, like they've announced Carl Fredericks and Christopher Daniels are going to be a team entering the tournament for the tag titles. That's awesome for Carl Fredericks too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's more Christopher Daniels in the New Japan ring. Um, there's so much. Yeah, like they'll probably get another person or two, maybe a team from AEW, maybe a team from Impact. But to be honest, they don't even have to. There's so many good guys that they use regularly that basically New Japan Strong's roster by independent wrestlers that they could easily fill this brackets to do the tournament however they're doing it uh, and not even have to you know, go to Impact or AEW. It will just, of course, make it a lot more exciting if they do. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's, this could extend into, you know, they're sending over their tag champs for the, the tag league and and they're sending them over here. It's it's just the, the possibilities are endless. And, and uh, you know, after this the pandemic, we are, you know, I think the Super Juniors was a great start when we get a little influx of some some different talent uh, that we haven't seen in a while. And and we get we're getting a little and we'll talk about it when we talk about the G1. Um but uh, just as it keeps opening up the world, it will, we'll see some new faces, which will be nice because maybe then we don't have to sit through a House of Torture match. <laughs> House of Torture aren't going anywhere. No, they're not. And look, to be fair, when we as we start to head into Dominion, uh, I did not hate the House of Torture match as much. It was good. It was, it was, it was Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was great. Um, I was preparing myself for like a meltdown. I'm like pretty sure uh, Uncle Nobu didn't even tag out. I think he was in the match the whole time by himself. He like had a little special run by himself. And I thought it was done when he had shown that submission forever. And then 
Zach walks in and does the little head twist by using his legs uh, onto show whilst he's already in the submission. I was like, oh, this has got to be it. And he was in the submission for what felt like forever. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It was a really fun match. It was great. It was just quick to the point. Dick Togo did get involved, but it wasn't five minutes of Garot choking. It was a quick little thing and Zach saved the day. It was the house of torture at their best. If there's such a thing. <laughs> there is. I, I, I'm I'm not a fan, but I'm getting it's becoming more bearable. I think they are fine. They're getting better at doing what they're doing. Yes, I feel like at some point someone has heard me screaming about that. <laughs> Into the void. Me, me and every single New Japan pro wrestling fan. <laughs> uh, we kick off the night uh, of Dominion. Um, so it started here at 1 a.m. Saturday night. And what'd you get it at? Like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I had to, I was up at issues. Yes, yeah, so it was an earlier one than me for, for me than usual. You know what? I would still take 6 a.m. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, if I was getting up for work, I'd only be up like half an hour later anyway. So it's not too terrible. Yeah, not, not bad at all. Uh, we kick it off with the United Empire. Uh, Hanare, Akira, TJP taking on uh, Wado, Taguchi, and uh, Hiroshi Tenzan. Uh, we also got appearances by, I don't know fuck all about boxing. I don't nope. know. I'm, I'm going to Google Jesse Vargas right now. I mean, it's probably a cool deal. I know he's a Filipino like TJP. I think that's where the connection came from. Um, but yeah, no, it's always cool, you know, for people that do know. He's been on social media, been posting about it, gets more eyes on United Empire, more eyes on New Japan. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing by any means. Not at all. He's, I mean, he's 29 and four as a boxer. He's a two time champion, world champion. He's yeah, the, 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 uh, 11th ranked as of August 2021. He's ranked as the world's 11th best active welterweight. Jeez, fucking hell. So it's a big deal, just not a big deal to me and you. No, but when you bring <laughs> out uh, Nakanishi. Yes, I got so excited for that. Haven't seen that should signal the end of the pandemic and crowd noise back again. You know, he his retirement show was the last one. The world fell into hell. Fire pits open up across the planet, and Nakanishi is now back to save us all and set things straight. Job done. Uh, and he was there to kind of offset uh, Jesse Vargas, I guess. I don't know. He didn't really do it. He was just there. Yeah, and no, I was fine. It's just a little fun appearance from a legend. Uh, I enjoyed this match uh, as an opener, and I liked how there was a sequence in the middle where it was they just let the Super Juniors do their thing. Uh, and I think even Kevin Kelly pointed out, like the the big men are on the apron; they're just letting this happen. Um, so it it was fun. I enjoyed it, and I was surprised. Um, I was surprised to see Hanare uh, use the full Nelson to beat Tenzan. Yeah, that was a first. Um, I definitely don't think he's. I'm I'm pretty confident he's not pulled that out before. Uh, and as well, he beat the other heavyweight, which doesn't tend to happen in these multi man You get a heavyweight pin a junior. Um, but you know. Cemented him, gave him a little bit more uh, credence when he got announced for the G1 during the interval. And um, we're all over the place, so I apologize. There's so much to talk about because he had just been on uh, Dynamite Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, him and Aussie Open and Osprey. Osprey yeah. Biggest. I was so excited to wake up and I saw the Aussie Open were on them. Like, I absolutely love them boys. They've been killing it in the UK independent scene for so long. Um, seen them so many times over here. Them getting into United Empire. I was there for it when it happened at Revolution Pro Wrestling. Uh, lost my shit. Um, and yeah, no, absolutely. They're, they're, I can't wait for them to get into Japan. They're, they're really going to elevate the tag division in New Japan. 
uh, big time. They're so fucking good. Yeah, and they definitely the they need some help in the in the tag team division over here when fucking Chase Owens is walking around with the title. <laughs> Didn't last for long, thankfully. Thank God. And look, we'll get into it when we get into the G one. Oh, I get started. Uh <laughs> and then they were on uh did you catch the rampage match with Osprey and Ozzy Open? No, I saw like one clip that Osprey posted on Instagram or something. I I do I did mean to watch it, but I never got around to it. It's good. It's good. It's a it's a good I'm loving this this uh this new Japan uh forbidden door AEW shit. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I I I at this point to see you that uh Carl Fletcher took the pin though. I figured, you know, Ozzy Open united empire big invasion that they would just win but you know it's aw it makes sense for trent to be getting a win on his own show so i haven't got any complaints and we're still um pretty in the dark with what exactly is is going down at forbidden door though uh post show of this of this uh dominion uh we got we got some hints we got some challenges thrown down so we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. when we get there um so uh United Empire gets the win uh with a full Nelson. Uh Hanare completely um changed his look too, which I, I, I didn't really I know he's been like this for a while with the United Empire, but seeing him put uh Tenzon in the full Nelson last night win, I was like, Oh fuck, that's the same dude who was like <laughs> whitest meat fucking baby face, biggest smile. And now he is just a fucking, he looks like a stone cold killer, man. Yeah, I think to jump ahead to G1, the, the, this G1 is going to be main core break for him. Like, he's had kind of moments before. He had a match with Jay White uh, in the New Japan Cup. He joined United Empire, and it was a cool, big, exciting thing. He had a little feud with Sonata, and then he kind of fell into being their pin eater. Um, and he kind of fell by the wayside. But he's had little moments show himself and I don't think he's always necessarily delivered. I do love Hinare personally, but I think now it's like, okay, now he's got six matches. He should have some decent competition in there. Like he might get an Okada. He might get a Tanahashi or something like that. And it's now really, if he, I don't think if he doesn't perform now, it's, it might be a, a death sentence of sorts. And I don't want it to be because I do really love Hinare. Yeah. I'm root, I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping he has uh he has uh, like a Tai Chi like uh, breakout. Yeah, I'm, he's been pulling for Shingo. He really wants Shingo for years. He's always said it on social media. So hopefully he gets Shingo because it's hard to have a bad match with Shingo. That is true. Uh, from here we go into uh, the Bullet Club against Lij. It's Ace Austin, ELP Ishimori against Bushi Hiromo and uh, Naito. Um, I don't know. I got the. Biggest fucking kick out of the beginning of this match, man. Yes, the, the Naito <laughs> with the magic stick. How does the stick work? Uh, <laughs> Naito's so good. I love Naito's little interactions. But pre-match and post-match Naito is so much fun. And, and look, it, when he's wrestling, he's also fantastic. Oh, of course. Like, uh, it was just so fucking... And then the three of them, LIJ, trying to figure out. And her yeah. was like, just throw it on the fucking ground and figure it out. <laughs> Uh, that to bring it all back in the middle of the match behind the referee's back, it, Ace yeah, Austin pulls out the pole. red one. Yeah, I was like, "This is fantastic!" And fucking ELP, dude, the, the visually, 
Ace Austin comes out. He's got his fucking X division belt. He's fucking showing it off. Ishimori comes out. He's got the crazy fucking mask. He's got the junior. <laughs> and then this fucking dickhead ELP, who I love, and I don't mean to call him a dickhead disrespectfully. Got socks. With a fucking pair of socks <laughs> on top of his trunks. And he could not be prouder uh, of the socks. Fucking sock thief going through on the back of his jacket. Did God you damn. um see on I think it was Hiromu's Twitter as well? He uh whenever he's on the front cover of Weekly Pro Wrestling magazine, he makes he promotes the fuck out of it. <laughs> uh he loves it. Um and uh he done a video with Naito where Naito does the ace Austin magic trick and he hits the floor. And then Hiromu pops up from behind a chair like he's just been summoned like the magic stick and he's holding the magazine. It's fucking tremendous. That's funny. They're what a fucking character, man. LIJ is so much fun. Uh, and then you know, them all trying to figure out the stick, the magic, it turns into a brawl. Um it was it was like a it was this is like a perfect. This is a row two. This is a row two match, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like this is New Japan's undercard at its best, like why they're often so much fun and so worth checking out because you just get these little fun moments. It's one of the reasons I love Naito and LIJ. It's the same reason I love Jay White. He's great at that as well, just making a nothing match seem fun. And uh, we see ELP hit Bushi with the CR2 to get the win. Anything of anything of note? No, I think we, we spoke about the fun stuff already, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, next up is... Uh, uh, again, uh, for you first-time listeners with the Bread Club, we're here at Fightful Overbook, FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com. Um, Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, hands down. I think they might be the best commentating team in all of wrestling. And I'm not – look, I love Joe Galley. I think he does a great job at NWA. I think Caprice and Ian were awesome in Ring of Honor. Man, these guys – have such great chemistry they do such a great job of telling the stories chris is very fluent in japanese so he's great at you know telling you what these guys are saying why Mm -hmm. things are going on when they're yelling at the crowd or each other um so i just want to put that out there uh kevin is teasing that chris has information he doesn't know when the video package is coming i'm on the edge of my goddamn seat (laughs) spoiler i avoided spoilers all day yesterday and I drank the largest Mountain Dew the store would sell me just to keep me awake. I don't drink soda very often, but I was on like three hours of sleep. And it wasn't because I stayed up to watch wrestling. It's because my goddamn job. And I had stopped on the way home. I was like, I'm like, this is going to probably be the worst decision I can make tonight. But I need <laughs> like the biggest Mountain Dew right now because I need this sugar rush to get me. Because I was like, I didn't look, but I was like, this Dominion's a big show. We're probably looking at four hours. Yeah, it was, wasn't it's, it? It's less than as many hours as I slept last night. So I need I need this. It did it. It did the trick. Yeah, good. I love Mountain Dew. It, it doesn't. It does, like, my, um, my Mountain Dew doesn't taste as good as the American Mountain Dew. Oh, it's so just we got they're getting crazy over here though, Kieran. We got fucking Cheetos flavored fire flaming Cheetos Mountain Dew. I gotta come back. I gotta come back. Got uh like a berry Mountain Dew. They got melon, and then I haven't found it yet. Apparently, there's alcohol Mountain Dew. Uh, that could be the greatest thing or the worst thing ever. I don't know, but when we find it, I'll let you know. Yes, yes. 
So uh, I was glad I drank a giant Mountain Dew for this next match. I know a lot of people, uh, if you're not familiar with New Japan, you probably are not. Yano takes time to oh, grow. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was right. wondering what, what he's getting to. <laughs> when I first started watching New Japan, and Yano, I was like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? He fucking annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, but over time, there's a theme here. Over time, I will grow to love you. Maybe not Master Wada, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they went like less than five minutes, Yano and Doc Gallows, didn't they? I mean, how much can you do? You know, get, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, Gallows, that's, that's exactly what you want from Yano, though. We don't want the half hour match that happened with Chase Owens. We don't want these big, long KOPW matches. Yano is best in fun little five minutes, 10 minutes max, in and out. Like, too much Yano isn't great, but just the right amount of Yano is beautiful. Yes, yes. Give me, you know, let me see him tape. John Moxley the shooter at the three minute mark and beat him and that's the G one match and we're done and we're yes gone. perfect I I did think this was weird because this is Gallo's first match since like 2016 right he, he wrestled he wrestled at Best of Super Juniors right because Carl was meant to as well but Carl had to pull out a uh, Best of Super Juniors final but it was it's certainly first, Luke's first sing- singles match. singles yeah I think do you know what bizarrely I think I was at his last singles match. And it was like my first New Japan show in Japan. Oh, really? In the G1 Climax 25. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure he wrestled Katsuyori Shibata. Um, looking up right now. G1 Climax 25, yeah, because then he they done that Wrestle Kingdom and they left shortly after. Um, and I don't imagine he wrestled many singles matches in between them. Um, but What year are we at? 2015, that would have been. G1 Climax 25. Uh, but yeah, the Yano Luke guys match, I won't lie, I couldn't, I can't remember much of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it's just like, why is this match on this card more than anything? I think it's like, uh, you know, it's a big deal to get Gallows back in New Japan. I wouldn't have, I, is it, I wouldn't have used him like this. I understand that there's is it a big deal. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, I mean, I. Yeah, uh, I don't fucking know. They're I, much better as a duo. Yes, I hate and... his fucking theme music. I feel I don't remember what it was. I feel it's... like it was really slow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever yeah, they're no. using in Impact, it just doesn't yeah. fit that. It hasn't got a lot to it. It's very mundane. Uh, It was a Yano match. I. Mm. It was what it was. The exposed buckle, the fucking, he's spraying them during the intro. He's got all those plugs he's promoting. Yeah. And then he just, you know, grabs the referee, rolls up Doc, he gets the win. Yeah, get in, get out. Doc Gallows is angry, shout a motherfucker backstage. Um, yeah. And then I, I feel like we now get into the meat and potatoes, right? Match four. Uh, we're getting there. I mean, the six man for the never open weight. Yes. Uh, Evil Show, Takahashi against Despi. Uh, what do you call him? Uncle Nobu? Uncle Nobu. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to get used to that because I say Kanemiro before and you're like, huh? Oh, Uncle yeah, Nobu. I- Kanemaru, yeah. Um, it's because his, his other name is Yoshinobu, so Nobu for short for Yoshinobu, and they refer to him as the drunk uncle and stuff. So. All right, uh, Uncle Nobu, I'm in. Uncle and, Nobu uh, is better than Uncle Meltzer. Uh, uncle Meltzer? Yeah, people call him Uncle Meltzer. I do, at least. You call Dave Uncle Meltzer? Yeah, that's why <laughs> I, I definitely didn't like come up with that, and I'm certainly not the only person that does. I must have seen oh, I've that never heard of somewhere it else. <laughs> uh, I enjoy... I. All my notes come from Uncle Meltzer. I'm not gonna lie. So, ah, okay. Thanks, Meltzer. Yeah, thanks, Uncle Meltzer. I mean, 
I don't I don't think it's gospel, but when I need to make notes for the week and I have to catch up on everything. Yeah. That's where I go. Uncle Meltzer. He's got the notes for me. Uh I'm sure you have some great uh websites, English websites. Uh where you get your New Japan news from. Maybe you could pass one of those along to me. I, am I meant to plug something and I'm just missing? No, the, you're not. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know if you were setting me up for something. No, no, I was no. Just I know mtw1972.com, yeah, but I don't know if there's anything else outside. No, that's all I use. And okay. 99% of the time I'm watching it live anyway. So, Uncle Kevin, uh, how many uncles we got on this show? <laughs> well, not enough. Unfortunately, uh, we got Uncle fucking Dick to go here. Um, <laughs> Again, we talked about it when we started talking Dominion. I didn't mind this match, and I liked, and I hate that. They're not, I'm not turning on them, all right? I still don't like House of Torture. But I liked how uh, Show put the fucking wrench in his in his kick pad. Yeah, yeah, like he did in Best of Super Juniors. They, that's what I mean. They're getting far better. I think Show, I'm certainly warming more to Show. He's becoming a lot more fun and ridiculous and over the top instead of just fucking plain annoying. Uh, and evil is kind of, I feel like he's just toned down. He evil's not really changed, to be honest. He's doing the same shit. It was really just t- Dick Togo. But yeah, like I said, we're not getting five minutes of grow choking and trying to knock down the referee. It's very quick in and out now, it seems. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a really fun match. It was a great match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I love the, the Uncle Nobu tear at the beginning. He put everyone in the figure four. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dick Togo tapped and Chris and Kevin cool. were like new champions. Rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin Kelly is like, we always try and be biased here. He's like, I hate House of Torture. Yeah. Lose. Like, <laughs> great, great shit. Um, and no, I don't think uh, Uncle Nobu got tagged in, uh, tagged out at all. No, I'm pretty sure I remember. Yeah, at the end of the match, being like, wow, they. I mean, it wasn't a long match, probably ten minutes, if not. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it was really cool that Nobu done that by himself. Because he's had a great running best of super juniors and he was the one that challenged for these titles. He was the one that got a show the win over show, and it was just really a fun little moment for uh Yoshinobu Kanemaru in a Osaka Joe Hall. Yeah, and I like um I liked show using the wrench, and I also like show selling the shit out of it afterwards. I, I yeah, I like how they done it in that he just went for a kick like he would and someone catching it like they always would except because it had the wrench there Kanemaru sold it like death that it wasn't some over the top kick to the head or kick to the sternum or anything like that it was just a normal thing and Yoshinobu was like oh fuck uh, I really love how they done that yeah it was it was well done I thought I thought I was very surprised I really thought I was going to have like another House of Torture rage moment yeah no I mean fourth point match on the card it, it, it was perfectly suited uh from here we um kevin thinks we're gonna get our video package chris says no not yet i'll see what <laughs> i can do uh, and we get our iwgp tag team championships okan and jeff cobb chasing uh bad luck folly and chase owens of the bullet club uh it's united empire against the bullet club um if the end result to this well, well first of all i'm happy with the result um we have new iwgp tag team title champions uh, they never lost it. They didn't get pinned in the three-way. Uh, and if this is going to give us Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor against FDR at Forbidden Door. Yeah, it's interesting to see how it goes because obviously Rocky <laughs> tried his, tried his bless his little heart, tried his best to attack Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb after the match, and it didn't work out well for him, of course. Uh, 
but yeah, no, it seems like maybe it's going to be a triple threat, uh, like we had at MSG. Um, you know, maybe the winner wins again. It was, that was for a Ring of Honor and the IWGP Tag Titles, funnily enough. Yeah, I, think as well. so maybe... four, I think it was four teams too, right? You might be right. It was G-O-D. G-O-D, Briscoes, Brody, and PCO, and... Was that Oh, Evil Sonata, right? Yes. Yeah, it was two-inch so. fans team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it looks like it's maybe leading to a triple threat. Um, it's one of the things with Forbidden Door at the moment. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. There's lots of ifs, buts, and maybes. And, like, you know, we're, we're taking our guesses, but it could easily just be United Empire versus FTR. It could be a triple threat uh, with Rapongi Vice in there as well. Rapongi, bongi, bongi, bongi. Uh, I, I, look... I uh I don't really like bad luck folly. It was a match. <laughs> it was a match. Jeff Cobb does some cool look. I love Jeff Cobb and Great Okan. I've really uh he's re- you, if you've been watching New Japan, you've seen him grow. Uh yeah, in such a short space of time as well. And uh I'm uh, really enjoying the stuff that he's doing. Um I've always thought Chase Owens was kind of like under like he was like the glue of like the bullet club, like you knew he was eating the pin, but like he was, he's pretty good in the ring. I think, yeah, I think he's totally fine. He's never going to set the world on fire, but he's also not necessarily going to stink the ring up, uh, right. except from that fucking Yano KOPW match that seemingly is still going on. I think it fucking went on forever. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's totally fine. Like he, he's, he, he, you need a Chase Owens in every stable. Uh, so Cobb hits Tour of the Islands on Owens, uh, and we have brand new IWGP Tag Team Champions in the United Empire. Post match, I mean, you gotta love the heart. You gotta uh, love the heart, in Rocky Romero. You gotta. Poor guy. I love Rocky. How can you not love Rocky? Um, one of the best junior heavyweights of all time. The key word there being junior heavyweight, because <laughs> uh, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor are two big big men. Uh, so good. You know, respect the the gumption, the bravery, but not the smartness, not the logic. No, no logic whatsoever. But I'm with you. Respect. Respect, brother. Now we get to the the mythical video package. Yes, this is this is the video package. Uh before we go through the list, uh, and it is the G1 climax announce. Uh, announcement uh they give us the lineup they're gonna do four blocks of seven participants how do you feel about the lineup i'm fine with it uh you know people that i feel don't watch new japan will be disappointed with it uh because it's very you know we all you're brian danielson or Brody king or Eddie Kingston, you know, all these guys, Impact guys even, you know, like fucking, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head because I don't watch enough Impact. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's all, all strong, like, you know, I think they've put their guys first and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not fair for a Chase Owens, a Hanare to be going over during the pandemic and spending two weeks in the hotels after they've been with New Japan for years, getting on flights all the time being in mid-card nothing matches to have to give up their spot because you know a, a Malachi Malachi Black's maybe not a good example but an Eddie Kingston as much as I love him is dying to do a G1 that shouldn't come at the behest of Chase Owens or Aaron Hanare having to miss out as much as Eddie Kingston in a G1 would be far better than you know a Yujiro Takahashi uh you know why you would be pretty pissed if he missed out and suddenly this guy that doesn't even work for the company's in. 
No, I agree. I I love this lineup. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see when they announce the blocks because there's a lot of a lot of the a lot of guys from a lot of factions, and there's a good chance you could get a faction with fucking four. You can get a block with four Bullet Club guys in it. There's so many Bullet Club guys, so many. I I did mean to go through actually and see what it was like broken down group by group to see how many it was each. I feel like you can maybe make a block with just Bullet Club. Uh, but yeah, I think the blocks are really going to be the interesting part now uh, to see because, yeah, we're so used to these two blocks. Like, it's the first time in 20 years or something it's not been two blocks, I think. Uh, so it's it's going to be bizarre to watch as a fan, uh, and it's going to be really interesting though, at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm very I'm very excited to see the way they, they format it and... and... Uh, let's see. Yeah, because they went from 1974 is the first one, I think. And it was the yeah, World it was like the IWGP League or something back then. Like I think the G1 itself officially started in the 90s with the G1 name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. To blocks, blocks, blocks. But yeah, I think Chris Chant said it was like, 89, there was four blocks. Yeah, I think Chris Chant said in like 2002, maybe, it was four blocks. And I think Kensuke Sasaki won the tournament. And he might have been a champion when he won as well. Uh, I could be chatting out my ass, but I also... Uh, 2000. 2000. Yeah, and it was Sasaki, yeah. Yeah, um, and he was the champion, uh, funnily enough. So, you know, let's go Jay White. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, you know, there's some fresh new guys. Lance Archer's a great addition. Um, Japanese audience fucking adores Lance Archer. Uh, that's certainly not the guy people would have been wanting from AW, but there's a whole lot of logic and sense to that choice. Um, some choices, yeah, I think it's a, it's going to be great. I think so. Um, so here's the lineup, and we could talk. If anyone uh, piques your interest, just stop me. Uh, obviously, Okada uh, is the first that face they show. Uh, Tamatanga, Tanahasho. Tanahashi, sorry. We call him Tanahasho on The Shining Wizard. to say, what's going on? Uh, his fucking hair is stupid. His don't even get me yeah, started on his hair. It was his great. Hair was awful. His t- that's the reason he won the power of the hair. We'll get to it. Yeah. He needs to he needs to encounter Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> uh, our strong champion, right? Is Filthy Tom still the strong champion, right? Uh I mean, he had a title defense that hasn't aired yet against Fred Rosser. Um, it got taped a good few weeks back, uh, yes. so the results are out there. Uh, we won't spoil it post spoilers, no. of course. Uh, but Tom Lawler is going to show up in his fucking Daisy Dukes, so that'll be fun. Tom Lawler being in it is so fucking awesome. Like first strong openweight champion, champion for going on a more than a year at this point. I'm pretty sure, uh, fucking thoroughly deserved. Obviously, they they put the title on him for a reason. He's going to be a great addition. He's such a fan of Japan Japanese wrestling. Uh, he's was no doubt fucking waiting for this day. Uh, and he posted, I don't know what he posted on Twitter, uh, but whatever he did, TV Asahi were like, who is this fucking fan on Twitter posting our content? And they struck Tom Lawler with a strike claim for posting New Japan content on his Twitter. And that was fucking so funny to wake up to. He's taken in his stride and he said he's already zero and one in the TV block of G1 Climax. <laughs> Uh, I was actually super excited for the next participant. Uh, I think Jonah is going to be fucking awesome. I got to admit, I don't. I've not seen tons of Jonah. 
Uh, I've seen some of his stuff, obviously, whilst he's been in New Japan. Uh, whilst he was Bronson Reed, I don't think I saw a thing. Um, I saw a bit of him before he joined WWE. Uh, he was a surprise to me. Like, out of all the guys on Strong, I wouldn't have had Jonah at the top of my list. Uh, but he, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going in blind with him, essentially. Uh, you know, so there's no reason why it, it wouldn't be great. But at the same time, maybe it won't be. Now, I am super excited for this. I forget he wrestled somebody at an impact. Was it? He wrestled Issue on Impact, I'm sure, on a pay per view. Yeah. Well, he wrestled, uh, he had a fucking great match with Josh Alexander, too. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. That, that Josh Alexander's fucking. Uh, it, Josh, it, Josh, get him into G1. Yeah, please. Um, so I'm excited for Jonah. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, Joe, fucking give me Jonah Shingo. Like, let these guys just fucking beat the dog shit out of each other. Yeah, have a have a meaty boys block. Yes, they please. Should, they should they should title all the blocks: meaty boys, technicians, and uh, we see Yoshihashi is announced. Hiroki Goto, Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii. Um, four members of the United Empire: Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Hanare. Yeah, Hanare finally making his G1 debut. Good for him. Um, uh, th- uh, three from LIJ, Shingo, Sonata, Naito. Um, there's five, five, one, two, three, four, five, six from Bullet Club. It's pretty extreme, man. <laughs> uh, G- uh, you know what I really enjoyed, too? Uh, when they were making these announcements, they were showing the graphics, and you could hear the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. yeah. And when they announced Jay White, there's like an audible gasp. They, they 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 appreciate him. He's a young lion, man. If you're a young lion, if you're there, if you work your way through, no matter how you act, you're always gonna have a soft spot in the New Japan fans' hearts. They're not stupid. They know who the greatest wrestler in the world is. Uh, Jay White, Evil, Kenta, uh, which is awesome because that he's he's yeah. back. Uh, Takahashi, Fale, Owens, Hard Rock, Juice Robinson. <laughs> Just get rid of the Juice Robinson, bro. Just call yourself. Just call him Hard Rock. That's Just call him. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. They they loved that man. There was a backstage comments from the latest episode of Strong as well. Uh, like <laughs> Luke Gallows does this thing where he goes Hard Rock, like in the most ridiculous voice. And Jay's like, oh, tell him who this is. Tell him this is. And Juice is there, like making this ridiculous face, like pumping himself up and everything. And Luke Gallows keeps on dragging out. And then eventually he goes hard rock. And they fucking like a J and juice. They like clearly got a running bit going with it. Uh, and I was wrong on that bullet club count. It's seven. <sighs> yeah. Bullet club block. Hey, they had got, bullet club uh, block party. We got ELP. He's, he's going up. Oh yeah. Fucking. Oh, I'm not. I'm so we're both big ELP fans. Great day. It's a great day to be us at Dominion, basically. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's a fantastic day to be us. Um, tai Chi, voice of an angel. Don't give a shit what any of you say out there. Um, and if you don't, you know, you've never heard an angel sing, watch Tai Chi's entrance. Uh, and it's easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., the Gee. returning Lance Archer, which got a nice pop from the crowd. It did. Um as well and he's not i mean he still represents suzuki goon as well but they didn't he's aew represented on the, the picture he wasn't suzuki goon but um don't you find it interesting like the most unimportant member of suzuki goon for a long time now has been minoru suzuki 
at least in a new Japan ring. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. You think he's? You think it's winding down for him? I think it's it's different. I think you know some of the others are guys to you know not talk and kayfabe, but I think some of the most of Suzuki's probably contracted with New Japan, and Minoru Suzuki is notoriously famously always been a freelancer. So there's that to it, but yeah, I just think obviously he's older and stuff like that than lots of them. Like he doesn't really have a. He's only ever going to be never open weight challenging. Um, and he was, you know, he'd done a G1 a few years ago and hasn't done one since. I just think it's quite interesting that the most, the least important guy in Suzuki Goon is Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, maybe Suzuki Goon is outgrown Suzuki. Yeah. I mean, you know, does it become Taichi Goon? Does it become Saber Goon? Doki no, Goon, just... if gets my vote. But can we call it Despi Goon? Despi Goon, see? It's, this is, I think I hope. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just an interesting point that you know. Yeah, he's really not important in New Japan, and hasn't been for a while. I think, but that's. I think that's what he is, though, right? Like he did this big excursion to the states. He was on AEW. He's wrestling he, Gage in awful matches. Um, <laughs> fuck a bad dude. I haven't seen it. it it's it's what you it's. It doesn't sound like it would be a good match. No, Nick Gage. Look, Nick Gage is great at what he does, and his fans fucking love him, and he is over as fuck. But Nick Gage, you when you go to see a Nick Gage match, you're getting a Nick Gage match. It's like a fucking mm-hmm. New Jack match, and then Suzuki, and it's like a brawl, which is fine. That's what Suzuki's style is, but it's, it's yeah, that is what it is. It's not like give me the fucking Suzuki Jushin Thunder Liger fucking story. Like mm-hmm. tell me a story. God that was a fucking great great story yeah no uh, sorry to go off on the tangent what who, no, who but it makes sense like he's not there yeah uh, we um, haven't seen him in a minute lance arch is great uh, uh you know like i said japanese fans love him he's amazing he's perhaps not get doing you know i think he's perhaps not as suited to AEW as he is to new japan uh just because he's he's so beloved in new japan and he done so well whilst he was he started to do that singles run uh you know even when he was with Davy Boy Smith, they weren't a great tag team, but Lance Archer kind of always stood out. He was such a great character. Uh, whereas David Boy Smith seemingly had zero character. Yes. And uh if there's like a if there's like a like a feeder system or like Lance Archer is like if he doesn't go back, like if AEW's like if Lance Archer's like can I just stay in Japan and represent AEW? I think that's a win for everybody. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I think he served his purpose in AEW. He had a good run there um, with Jake, and he was the monster heel, and he was always the first one to challenge the new champion. Um, but like, man, his when he went singles in New Japan, like that was fucking huge. And it, yeah, I think it was it was it was the right move for him, and and he put on some fucking great matches with Moxley and and Juice and. You know, had a tremendous G1 run to yeah. a match with Osprey in the New Japan Cup, and then again in the G1. Uh, I think he had a great match with Okada, I'm pretty sure, in that block. Um, yeah, no, it, it, he'll he'll be great to have back, yes, absolutely. Uh, and Finley, David Finley is the last, yeah. Pff, I like when he had that great New Japan Cup run when he beat Jay White and got to the semi finals, he lost Osprey, and he was like, I want in the G1 next, and then he's just not been back in Japan since. Uh, then I was like hyped for Finley. I was like, "Fuck yeah, get him in the G1." And now that's just all gone downhill because he's on strong. He's not really doing anything of note. 
Uh, I don't know why he was facing Hangman, but also if that match was any good or not. I've not checked it out. Um, but, you know, it, it's fine. Maybe that's Tangaloa's spot, but he's injured. Uh, but, you know, I... Uh, prove me wrong, Finley. Basically, you know, I'm not excited for him, but he, he hopefully he proves me wrong. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, he he can go again. Like you could want the Eddie Kingston's and the and the and the Miros and the Brian Danielsons. I don't want to sound mean when I say this, but some people have to lose, right? You can't put fucking 32 guys in this, uh, 28 guys in this field, and them all be studs, like. Yeah, I think as well, we just people will forget Forbidden Door, this G1. This is the first yeah. of many that are going to see this relationship now between AEW and New Japan. Like the G1 next year will have an AEW representative or two and a year after that. And if Forbidden Door is only a once a year thing, they might, you know, there'll probably be a similar show happening in Japan. You know, they're not going to blow their load all on the first shot. So, you know, there's plenty of fucking fun to come over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is, you know, pre-pandemic, what, 2019? Was that pre-pandemic? Yeah, 2020, early 2020 it all kicked off. All right. So you're you're so 2019 AEW was kind of in its infancy. Yeah. Right? right? Uh, so like like yeah. The year before that, we or no, Moxley was in 2019, but yeah, a like dynamite started like September, October 2019. October, yeah, so yeah. like and that fucking G1 was a banger. Archer, Osprey, uh, Fale, Evil, Sonata, Zack Saber Jr., Kenta, Abushi, Okada, Tanahashi. That's the one they did in the states, too. Yeah, the opening night in the states where it was Osprey, Archer, it was in Texas, and the yeah. main event was Okada, Tanahashi, and Okada yeah. got a win because they are uh, famously only ever drew in the G1 before that. Yeah, and then your B block was Juice, Shingo, Moxley, Tai Chi, Yano, Naito, Ishii, Cobb, Goto, and Jay White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, it, was, a, it was an amazing G one. That's a fucking stacked G one, and that's pre pandemic, right? Twenty twenty, we didn't, you know, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we got we got what they had there, which wasn't terrible. Yeah, no, I feel like Jay White went back for it in twenty twenty, didn't he? He didn't do twenty twenty one. Yeah, like Juice went back in twenty twenty. Like some guys that hadn't been able to go to Japan for months because of it got able to sneak into the country for it. So there was some type of freshness to it. But uh, yeah, obviously it didn't stand out like 2019 did. And Sonata uh, Ibushi was obviously the final, which wasn't great. Yeah. So to your point, like this is really like we have the impact relationship. We have the AEW relationship. We have the New Japan strong relationship. Strong, yep. We have Glee. You know, we have Nelly. Hi, Nelly. <laughs> Please stop, dear Lord God. Yeah, and I mean, you know, pro Res- uh, they had the Wrestle Kingdom 16. Night 3 was with Noah as well. So, you know, there's no reason we might not get Noah guys showing up in G1 again in the years to come. All right. And uh, you don't have to, you know, when I go to the buffet, you don't throw everything right in fuck in front of me. Give me, let me get a little bit each time I go up to, to the, fill my plate. So the, this, if this is the start, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good, you know, as well, if they're going to stick to this format every year now, then, you know, there's no reason they won't uh, because they could fill it up with just their own heavyweights, quite frankly. Uh, but, you know, as guys type kind of start to dwindle down, like, you know, Kenta and Tanahashi aren't going to be in the G1 forever. They're kind of in the twilight years of their career. You know, that's two new spots to open up for LA Dojo boys or Strong boys or AW boys or Impact. So uh, I'm fucking pumped though. It starts July 16th and it'll run till August 18th. 
Yeah, it's going to be a long, long, but long fun month. That's my favorite time of the year. A year long Christmas, a month long Christmas, month long. It's it's like it works because my work schedule, like after the, it's still crazy, but after like the Fourth of July here in America, like people go on holiday, so there's not like it's not super super busy, so I can find time to, you know, sit down and watch a whole in the afternoon, watch the whole show versus recently where I'm just. Yeah, it's also interesting. Are we going to get two blocks on one night? You know, like how's that going to work schedule wise? Is you know we're we're going to find out at Coriquin, I guess. Yeah, I guess but, you're uh, going to have to do it, right? Two yeah. blocks, two blocks, so, eight, seven matches. Be... Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So there probably won't be any, uh, which means the matches aren't all going to be long. They're going to be nice and easy and breezy, like best of Super Juniors, which was a nice and easy watch. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking potential for this G one man. I'll tell you what, I was. Uh the uh the interim AEW world title eliminator match between Tanahashi and Goto also easy breezy man i was really surprised. i was i thought we were going to be strapped in for a a good 20 minute storytelling battle but man they they were not fucking around here yeah no they proper just fucking is almost a sprint you know just Tanahashi slapping the hell out of Goto uh you know which always calls back to the fact Tanahashi broke Goto's jaw doing that once upon a time uh Chris Charlton always brings it up on commentary um yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, it's a, you know, we just, we were robbed of Hiroki Goto as the AEW World Champion. What are you going to do, man? Alternate universe, maybe? We all, uh, I think uh, Tony Khan fears Goto, let's admit it. Tony Khan fears blowing his nose. To... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'd lo- I'd be the fr- I love AEW. Right, I've been no, on like, uh, six, show, six shows in less than a year. Whatever, goddamn, co- stop fucking doing cocaine allegedly. Stop fucking ayahuasca. Stop eating fucking plants. Whatever weird. Stop this shit he did Wednesday. This fucking convoluted. We're gonna do a fucking battle royal. And the oh winner, Jesus Christ, that was a mess. Wasn't it? John Moxley, who's not ranked number one in the rankings. I don't know why we have fucking rankings because they don't make goddamn sense. And the winner of that match is going to go to Forbidden Door. And they're like, in New Japan, they're just going to have one match. And it's like, why can't you just have one match fucking here? Why can't you take the top five guys and have a fucking fatal five way? Like, what the battle? We're going to have a battle royal. What? No, yeah. It, it, I, I know. I woke up and there was so much confusion. Apparently, Chris Jericho was saying 20 different things on commentary. And oh, it was like, no, nobody it's knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, it was. He, Look, I know they're still a relatively new company, but for fuck's sake, tell <laughs> just tell people what you're doing so people don't look goofy. But hey, first official match at uh, Forbidden Door, Tanahashi versus Moxley. You got your main event right there. Moxley's been uh, wanting that for a long time. Yeah, yes. Um, now, if you're uh, cocaine cocaine cowboy, uh, TK allegedly, um, who do you make your interim world champion? It's Moxley. I'd love. For it to be Tanahashi, uh, it could be like you know, it would they, I'm sure they could make it work. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Tanahashi's got the G1 coming up, you know, they can't have a month without their interim champion. Uh, and you know, Tanahashi's already said to CM Punk, invited him to Wrestle Kingdom, I think, in a Tokyo Sports yeah. interview. I think it was so, you know, I will we'll still get Tanahashi versus CM Punk. They, they're not stupid enough to give us say that match is going to happen and then not give it to us further down the line because there was a, an a unfortunate injury. So you like Moxley, Punk, and then Punk, Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom? 
Yeah, I mean, that's actually, I didn't even think of that happening necessarily straight away. But yeah, no, had the A title defended at Wrestle Kingdom. That's it's a great spotlight for the AEW title. It's a big match for Tanahashi. It's a big match for CM Punk. Uh, everyone wins. Yeah, no, I'm with it. I, I think I would love to see Tanahashi win it and then be, because AEW is so stacked, like, you know, all you need to do is have CM Punk show up in his walking boot and be like, where's the interim champion? He's off in fucking New Japan doing whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's, you know, they're putting over him as the interim champion for the whole G1. Uh, it'll be it's interesting. Yeah, no, I I would like to see it because I think it would make it be a lot more interesting than Moxley. But obviously, Moxley just it makes more sense, doesn't it? It's a it's a simple, safe thing. I know, man. I would lo- look. I know I'm not the biggest Tanahashi fan, but uh, another to put the AEW World Championship in his as uh, on his resume would be awesome for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's also another thing, though. How, is it, would it count because it's the interim and all this bollocks? Sure, why not? <laughs> I agree. Uh, the in- interim stuff is... but I don't, I, it's, I don't like it in this circumstance. Just strip right. punk. Uh, you know, let him win it again, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, no. No, the, the interim stuff just have the inevitable match to see who the true champion is I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'll tell you what I was a fan of. Ten minute match, unlimited. Oh ten yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlimited pinfall scramble match. This I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I voted for this one on the KOPW stipulations on Twitter, uh, mainly because I was like, okay, at least if it sucks, it's only going to be ten minutes. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was good fun. Taichi and Shingo have had a great little feud and rivalry here. They've been their backstage comments have been so entertaining. They're like doing sitcom scenarios with each other to the point. Taichi is saying to Shingo, like, is this a bit when they're backstage and things? Um, but the match itself was great fun. It was quick, it was 10 minutes. They both, you know, racking up the pinfalls, and the ending was great with Taichi trying to get that last count, but the clock running out. I think uh I think Taichi needs to take the pants off earlier. Did you see Miho? She caught him. Like he threw them at Miho yeah. Abe, like at Miho Abe, basically, and she caught him. I think uh I think if he takes him off earlier, he wins this match. I'm not gonna lie. That's the secret. He, he's too powerful if he takes him off early. That's the problem. It's got to be. It's extra weight to keep him down. <laughs> exactly. It's like Dragon Ball Z style shit. Yeah. Take your fucking pants. Take your pants off. Uh, <laughs> I like this a lot. I like the clock. I like the idea. I liked how it came down to like the last 30 seconds. Uh, it was fun. And these guys beat the shit out. Of, you know, they beat the shit out of each other. The, 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 the open palm strikes and shit like. I was I I like Tai Chi a lot, uh, and that G one from from 2019 really he really came into his own. Yeah, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And I've been a fan ever since. And I mean, Shingo's the fucking man. So yeah, and it's nice to have the KOPW not just be a joke trophy now. Yeah, get, once we got away from Yano, we got mm-hmm. a little. No one's in a fucking dog cage or any other weird <laughs> shit. Yep. This next one, and I guess. Th- uh, until you brought up the United States uh, championship, I was kind of annoyed at the open weight championship here. And I know this is what the open weight championship has been for a very long time, but like Tamatanga didn't even get to defend the fucking thing. Yeah, it was, I lost interest partway through the match. It didn't do enough to keep me. Um, I like and that. I love, I think Tamatonga has been revolutionary. Like the G1 last year, his match versus Okada, absolutely unbelievable. Fucking phenomenal. He is a great singles wrestler, uh, but this match just really didn't do anything for me, and I don't hold it. I don't think it's Tamatonga's fault, quite frankly. 
Carl Anderson can be a a good a great wrestler, but very very fucking seldom. He needs a like he needs to be elevated by his opponent. Yeah, he. Uh, this was the story of who's going to hit the, the the stun gun was the gun stun. Excuse me, um, was fine, but like. I was just kind of like uh, with the fucking Jado and Doc Gallows and I'm like, I don't know. And then I was so excited to see him win the never open weight championship from evil. Yeah. Like I was like, this is his first defense. Like we didn't even get to see him like beat fucking Honma or have a battle with Yuji Nagata or something like something. Yeah. VC like, Rose always like hard to swallow especially if it's someone you generally give a fuck about like when jay won the iwgb heavyweight title and dropped it immediately to okada like so it's it's never nice um but actually yeah no there is no but i don't think there's much redeeming quality here oh, like, i just now it's like okay like i thought on paper we were gonna get good brother god if Tangalo is hurt, like why not just let Tama Tonga run with this until he's healthy, and then yeah, have I mean, Carl beat him in six months? Like why does who, it have to be now? Who the hell do we care about Carl Anderson defending the title against? You know, like anyone that can beat him. Yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> like I just, I know he has like a storied history in in New Japan. I know he had that great G One run. Like, but I'm just like. That was a long time ago, bro. Like this, I thought this was Thomas Ball to run with. Ten years ago, man, twenty twelve. That G one, um, but yeah, no, that's what I like back then. Carl Anson was great. Had an amazing singles match for the title against Tanahashi uh, at the New Beginning in like two thousand eleven, maybe. Uh, and I think that's his career best. Um, but now him and Luke Gallows are just they're fun as a pair, more so when they're not wrestling, when they're talking. Uh, when they're doing skits, when they're doing comedy stuff backstage, they're great fun. But yeah, not so much in the ring. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I could have done without this. This would have been a perfect spot for for Ishimori. And mm-hmm. uh, yep, um, we have our IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match for the vacated title, which is nowhere to be found. Osprey's got a point. It's bullshit, bro. He should have his second title. Um, I love Sonata. I can't. Really? Well, he never I feel like he never like he's he's always right there, right? He just never No, I agree. I I think Sonata, I think most western fans like he's wildly popular in Japan, but most western fans don't seem to give a fuck about Sonata. Uh it's the running thing just that they they don't they don't get it. They don't think he's interesting. Uh I can totally see why some if he phones it in, he is so boring. But if he gives a shit, if he tries, he's great in the ring. Uh, and I think this match with Osprey was brilliant. Uh, plus, again, like I said about Shingo, it's often hard to have a bad match with Osprey because Osprey's so damn fucking good. Um, but yeah, no, I, hopefully he does get that title because the huge US title alongside his huge Rev Pro title, it's going to look either amazing or fucking really stupid. I mean, he's he'll make it look, he's a Billy Goat. He'll make it look amazing. Yeah, no, he's now won all the singles title, active singles titles in New Japan as well. Yes, I fucking love Will Ospreay. Yeah, I'm a no, big fan. Yeah, same. No, big fan. He's so, so, so fucking good. Uh, so this was, this was a, I, I enjoyed this match so much. I like that this was the semi main. Um, you know, Sonata's great. Uh, I think we all know Os- this was, once they went, made it a one on one, I think we all knew it was Ospreay's. 
uh, I, I thought it could have gone either way just because Sonata obviously was meant to have the title and dropped it before he was to injury. Um, yeah, I just and Osprey not winning previously. So, yeah, no, but uh, Osprey winning is fine by me, which is always going to yeah. be fine by me. I like again with Sonata, I always feel like he's like there, but I just yeah. feel like he can't. That's why his US title win was such a good moment because he was always there, but never crossing the line. It was a, such a great moment and it sucked that he had to relinquish it like so instantly. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, but we got Billy Goat, so thumbs up. The United Empire is just collecting fucking gold like it's nobody's yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, then they're fucking on a roll. Uh, you want to talk about on a roll, though? Is there a bet? Honestly. We're finally you know, here. I've been waiting one hour, 38 minutes and 55 seconds. We, we, you can clearly see I have my King Switch shirt on. Kieran has a switch. This wasn't, this wasn't planned. We didn't speak. No, we're both huge Jay White fans. Yeah. I, I have my giant. Where is it? It's over there. My giant Jay White. Fuck the poster back there. It's still his era. It is his era. Like, I am a huge fucking Jay White mark. Uh, I have a bazillion. Uh, I have a ton of Jay White fucking uh, shirts. I have his little figures. I have everything Jay White. Oh, man. I fucking bet. Uh, I, yeah, I just, he easily one of the best in the world. Has been for a long time. It annoys me that he seemingly just has to remind people every so often. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, Jay's actually really good. And it's like he's always been good. You're just not being paying enough attention. Fucking just complete package. Complete package. He really, he really is. I can't believe this is the same guy who was uh with the fucking blonde hair and the white white speedos wrestling. See him in Rev Pro. Yeah, and ha- like I was going to Hammerstein Ballroom and watching him fucking, you know, on the pre-show. And then I can remember the 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 scuttlebutt when they started showing the switchblade promos and everyone thought it was Sammy Callahan uh, just to have it be Jay White and what a fucking what what a mark he made as soon as he came in and he has done nothing but perform he's fucking amazing I'm sorry my dickhead fucking people that I do the goddamn shining <laughs> they're Tony's like, he, always, uh, he doesn't know how to, he's always holding on to wrist control. I'm like, shut the fuck up, asshole. He's God, a fucking that, legend. The, the match itself as well, I think I perhaps love it more than I'm seeing others. Like, I might be in my match of the year so far. Uh, I was, it got to the point where Jay was dominating so much that I was like, if Jay doesn't win this, it's fucking stupid. Like, he was just all over Okada and it was so smart. Like, it's Jay White's thing is that he's smart. He thinks everything out. Nothing's by, you know, coincidence. It's all by design. It's like a chessboard for him in New Japan. That, uh, you know, he was just all over Okada. And then I was like, okay, Okada's going to win now. You know, he's going for the Rainmakers. This is definitely the final Rainmaker. And just the fucking suddenness of that Blade Runner. And I was like, he hit the Blade Runner. I was like, he's still not going to win. Okada's going to kick out. And Okada didn't kick out. And I shouted. And in comes my girlfriend because she loves Jay White as well. She had not long woken up uh, to see fucking King Switch get his crown. It was uh, I, I I might watch it again before I do the Shining Wizards podcast tonight. Like I love the match, uh, and mm-hmm. I just think going into Forbidden Door like this is the right move. Um, 
Uh, uh, it's, it's just great. It's fucking great. It's great. The Blade Runner is such a great movie. Hits it from it's the everywhere. One. Yeah, as well. Against the rainmaker of everything. Like the way that Okada spins Jay out, but instead of Okada coming in for the clothesline, the rainmaker lariat, Jay White pulls him into the Blade Runner using that same arm. It's just like, it's so much nuance with Jay White. Like he's so rewarding if you watch him. And just throughout the match, the smack talk that he's great at, which is why I love him as well, because he makes everything so much more interesting because he's, there's constant, he's he's never not doing something. Uh, you know, saying to Okada, trying to get the fans to chant, saying to Okada, like, listen to the silence. How You know, how can you call yourself the champion and stuff like that? Uh, it's fucking absolutely next level stuff. So I, believe, I have a, can I tell you a Jay White story? Hell yeah. Uh, so he showed up in AEW, right? Yeah. And uh, it was in Atlantic City. And we had stayed, we had stayed the night. So he had, they did the skit on Dynamite and mm-hmm. he actually came out during Rampage. I didn't know he was there. Yeah, yeah. And we'd stayed at the hotel where the wrestlers were staying. Uh, so well, I didn't have to go home. So I was enjoying myself quite a bit. And it must have been like two o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting at a roulette table, and I can see the walkway, and there's Jay White all by himself, <laughs> and I'm like, "Holy shit! I'm gonna go get a picture with Jay White." I get up, and we made eye contact, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> nope. Like, no, he saw joking. me coming. He oh. saw me coming, and I was like, "Nope." He made me like I was, and I was oh. also pretty fucking drunk. Oh, okay. Uh, so it I don't know if I was like, if I audibly was like, because I was with my friends, I don't know if it was like, holy shit, it's Jay White. He <laughs> like... got up like an asshole. <laughs> but we we made eye contact and I was like, nope. I took like two steps and I was like, nope, he made me. Like, I can't. I remember I've met him a few times over here. Like when he was a young lion here on excursion, uh, I had my G125 program and he was like, had a little small bit in it because he was just a young lion. I went up to get signed. And he was like, I, uh, he was like, I only, I would only, I'm only signing this because it's New Japan stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, and he's been over here for more New Japan shows and Ref Pro shows and stuff. And like I said, my girlfriend absolutely adores him. Uh, and when we met him for the first time, he was the US heavyweight champion. And he just like dropped the heavyweight title on my girlfriend's shoulder. And I don't know if you've held any titles, just proper wrestling titles, especially that US heavyweight one, it's fucking heavy. heavy like, yeah. I got a picture too, and like, she kind of buckled under the weight of it, and he was like trying to help her, like, you know, get a nice picture and everything, and she absolutely loves the picture. It's one of her favorite ones. Um, He's such a good guy. Uh, Like, it's great as well, but fucking best wrestler, like, oh, yeah, he's easily one of the best in the world. It annoys me that he gets, people say he's good, and I don't think they appreciate just how fucking good he is. Yeah, I don't think people know. Like that met him in Abushi from Wrestle Kingdom two, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago. Fifteen. Last like, like January twenty twenty one. Yes, what a fucking match. And then, you know, the fucking promo post match, the promo backstage, Jay White just having the greatest, like, you know, forty five minutes maybe a wrestler's had all year. Like start with the promo in the ring. Start straight away. Uh, I've got look into this camera, I've got a message. Hangman Page, you want Okada? You can have him because you're not having this title, you dumb cowboy bitch. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, and then you know he's like, "Osaka, you're my family." When I was leaving on excursion, he cut a promo all in Japanese, uh, and he he did do that. I remember I done one of my tweets for it before, 
uh it's i think it's like the only time he's really done it he said goodbye i'm going on an excursion you're my family all that jazz uh got them to break the fucking rules and cheer for him like it was just the perfect fucking storm absolutely i can't go over it it was awesome and then his shit the fucking promo he cuts afterwards backstage where he's like you can thank me for aew because i beat kenny and i sent him fucking packing yeah like, you're welcome the young bucks followed he is so fucking good i have you know i put that up on twitter it fucking exploded it's got like probably over a hundred thousand views um and you know why can't we just enjoy something it has to be compared to stuff people like mjf's pipe bomb was better and stuff like this and i really want to fight everyone uh <laughs> jy is a better promo than mjf yeah like mjf good at the, he's good at the cheap heat mjf yes exactly that is it there's no merit to what mjf says jy there's like you know everything he says he's like what you want in a movie villain because he's fucking he's right but you you know you hate it because <laughs> he did beat kenny shortly after yes kenny won the iwgp title and all that stuff but then he left he beat hangman hangman left you know he said hangman couldn't kite in new japan had to create his own company so that he could be the top boy you know he says uh you don't get forbidden door without jy you don't get aw without jy all this stuff like and it's true which is what hurts lots of people but it's the way he says it, it's everything like he's a fucking best talker and like i i put eddie kingston out there as well because eddie kingston is grounded in truth that he believes what he's saying all that stuff but mjf can just get the fuck out of it like get <laughs> get that shit out of my mentions please don't worry he'll be he'll be do, doing uh he'll be the he's the next miss when he goes to the wwe yeah, he'll, he'll say bitch and people will get excited because he's saying a swear word in wwe but uh man he is Look, Jay White. I know people are people are like, oh, fucking Jay White marks, whatever. Dude, just go like don't. And you're right. Like, stop like comparing. There's no just just be in the moment. Be the fan. Watch and just realize what he's doing. Like he's fucking great. Just watch the G1 announcements. They announce yeah. Okada. They announce Tanahashi. You hear. You hear people. When they announce Jay White, there's a there's a roar. There's people <gasps> like mm-hmm. people are ex- are excited about this. And now he's your your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He just beat Okada, who's arguably one of the greatest New Japan wrestlers ever. Him, he's got wins over Tanahashi. He's beat Kenny Omega. Going into the Forbidden Door, he's the guy, man. He can cut a promo in New Japan. He can cut a promo in AEW. If they want to squander him and have him go back to to Impact, which they they dropped that they they did that thing at the end of that Impact pay per view where he went face to face with Kenny Omega and nothing came of it. Like, yeah, the possibilities are fucking endless. And Jay White's the guy, man. He is. He is. There, there's no one else like him in wrestling. And I think it's, you know, I saw so much stuff of like people like, oh, I wonder how Jay White fits back in once he gets back into Japan, and you know. Is he going to be the same? Are people going to give a shit? And the whole time I was like, do you, do you remember who Jay White is? Like, do you remember how good he was before? You know, he kind of was just working once a month on New Japan Strong in America. Like, he's going to come back to Japan and he's going to be like he never left. And lo and behold, he's back in Japan. And he wins the fucking heavyweight title instantly. Like, there's no bigger, like, you know, yeah, we're behind you, Jay White, from the company than that. It's fucking like just, ah. Oh. 
Yes. This is we need to change the name to the Jay White podcast. <laughs> wow, we're, the bread club's done. We're now the switch. <laughs> we'll come um, up with a new name every week. King Switch. So uh, you put out that we were doing the podcast. So we took a couple questions. Uh, at flying underscore Mason said, "Where do you rank this current?" Uh, iteration of the Bullet Club with Jay seemingly back on top of the world and having such an influence in so many companies right now feels like the most relevant the Bullet Club has been in years with a lot of credit to Jay's plan falling into place. I like this person. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, the, you know what the, the big thing is now is it oh, another person's in Bullet Club or oh, the Bullet Club's been so irrelevant for years and it's like just because you don't watch New Japan anymore. Like Obviously lots of people that watch New Japan when AEW came along shifted to AEW. Right. Absolutely get that a hundred fucking percent. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. But just because you don't watch something anymore doesn't mean it's not relevant anymore. You know, that's like me saying Roman Reigns isn't relevant anymore because I don't give a fuck about WWE. You know, he's their top guy, fucking double champion, being champion for seem for a lot longer than a year, I think. Um Bullet Club has never arguably been more relevant, I think. Perhaps they're not as popular no. as they they're not just because they're not as popular as in the West, they're not selling shirts in hot topic doesn't mean they're not relevant um and yeah i think you know jay white i'm i'm not 100 but i feel pretty confident saying he's been the long the, the leader for the longest he's probably accomplished the most kenny omega maybe because kenny was also a junior so he accomplished quite a bit as a junior yeah but, but was he a junior when he was in the bullet club no no yeah no you're right sorry definitely not uh no he was yeah when he joined new japan he was a junior challenged scooch at wrestle kingdom and won the title uh he was a junior for a year uh and then he became the heavyweight after Wrestle Kingdom 10. He lost to Kushida. Uh, but, you know, AJ Styles wasn't around that long. He won the, oh. uh, the IWGP title one uh, twice. Um, don't think he won the IC title. And then, obviously, Devitt.OG, um, you know, he helped, helped think the thing form and everything. But Jay White has done the most as the Bullet Club leader. He's been around the longest. Uh, I, I'd say, yeah, this is the, the best Bullet Club has ever been. No, I, Look, I agree. And, and it, it's he he's got you know we're we're seeing him in impact right and he's got bay there and now he's got ace austin and elp will show up so they'll wear the bullet club colors and you maybe you say oh but impact isn't as important it's still there's people there's fucking a lot of people watch impact and those yeah. bullet club shirts are showing up mm-hmm. um look gone are the days because there was a bullet club phase where it was like the fucking nwo bro don't forget jeff jarrett was in the fucking bullet club they were letting anyone in the goddamn fucking. So, I mean, yeah, everyone's like, oh, they're allowing anyone in the Bullet Club now. It's like, yeah, Jeff Jarrett was in there once. Like, Stephen Amell was technically a member. Yeah. I love Stephen Amell. But, you know, who the fuck else? Uh, I can't think of people off the top of my head. But, um, you know, Brandy Rhodes was technically a member of the Bullet Club, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Kazarian was a member, apparently, for a week. Yeah, Cody. I think that's part of, like, a Ring of Honor storyline or something. Yeah. Uh, Cody Hall, they made him a member. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, yeah, okay, they have, they are, they are kind of adding a lot of guys, like, show last year, then, you know, Ace Austin and someone else joined recently, right? Uh, Juice Robinson, of course. Uh, and Machine Gun and Carlan, Machine Gun Carlan and Luke Gallows back, but they kind of never really left uh, right. because of the way they would nod at it in WWE. But um, these are all fucking good guys. Like, Juice Robinson makes sense. He's a great wrestler. Got a storyline. Young Lion, Jay White, they go back. Uh, Ace Austin, Impact X Division Champion. Fucking phenomenal wrestler. Again, uh, you know, it's not like they're fucking adding the, scraping the barrel to find members of Bullet Club. They're all people that are going to add stuff to the to to the stable. Yeah, no, look, I, I think this is, you know, I think this is the, the, I think this is the best version 
of the Bullet Club that we've seen. Um, and I know people, you know, look, nothing will ever be, but the OG was the OG ahead was of its time. It was yeah. never, you know, it, people, it, one of the greatest things and, and the box and Kenny, yes, the elite is awesome, but this version of the Bullet Club, in my opinion, I think that's the best for it's clear cut. Jay's at the top. Mm-hmm. Kenta's right there at his side as, at his, as his soldier with juice. You know, and like you said, Kenta's kind of on his way out, you know. So we got juice. We got the thing as well. Everyone obviously always goes to Kenny Omega as being the best leader, his version of Bullet Club, because obviously Kenny Omega is by far the most popular and so are the Young Bucks. But they were in it for, I I don't mean this to come across the wrong way. I love all three of those guys tremendously. Like Kenny Omega is one of my all time favorites, but they were very much in it for themselves eventually. And that's why the elite became a thing. They weren't, it wasn't Bullet Club, wasn't it, you know. Whereas now, JY, everything is Bullet Club. You know, he's gaining the most and he's at the top of it, but it's Bullet Club through and through. Yeah. So, uh, so a thank you, uh, Wave Bird at Flying underscore Mason on the Twitter machine for that great question. Before, uh, before, before, before you carry on, uh, at Dominion, I, I, at Dominion, backstage comments like Sabre Jr. just straight up called out Brian Danielson. I had that uh, right here pulled up next. <laughs> but one thing, I just want to ask you a simple question. Who is the better technical wrestler, Zack Sabre Jr. or Brian Danielson? I think, a... Zach, I think it's Zack Sabre Jr. It's the correct answer. Thank you. <laughs> it, you know, I I think, obviously, Brian Daniels is a mate. Brian Danielson is amazing, but he is now a wrestler that does technical stuff. He's evolved so much. He's He said he wants to like be like Minoru Suzuki, lean more into the striking so that he can have a longer career and things like that. He's a wrestler that does technical things. Zack Sabre Jr. is a technical wrestler from beginning to end, from bell to bell. It's his whole thing. And he's better at it than Brian Danielson, as far as I'm concerned. Brian, There's no question in my mind. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for this Forbidden Door match. I mean, Brian Danielson said he wanted to do the match in England, so I'm hoping... You, you in Chicago, they get like Blackpool combat, like, like Danielson and you are versus Zach and Despy or something like that. Okay, uh, I wouldn't be against that either. Like Blackpool combat club versus Suzuki Goon, I'd love because, yeah, I just selfishly want that match to happen in the UK so I can go to it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you, I'm rooting for that to happen for you. <laughs> that is what Danielson wants as well. I just want what Danielson wants. I'm all, I'm all here for it, man. But I just wanted to get that in. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, it, it, it didn't upset me because I'm not that fucking sad. But, you know, when Danielson won his award back from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards uh, over Zach, I thought that was silly. It's more obviously popularity thing. Now people are actually seeing Danielson for what he is in AEW. And AEW is, of course, more popular than New Japan. Uh, but, you know, Zach Sabre Jr. is the better technical wrestler. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be something if we if they give this to us um on june 26th that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be something man because that is ooh, doggy the only thing we know right now is we're going to get tanahashi and moxley for the interim championship and yep. the finals of this this four-way of this uh all atlantic championship tournament final yeah jesus um yeah it's been a weird kind of how we're gonna get to forbidden door because what is it we're two weeks out like right there's this a 
two yes. dynamites, three dynamites left, maybe two. Two weeks, two weeks from yesterday. It's not long to really to you know they can do it easily. You know they could just show Wednesday night. They could say, okay, here's your entire card. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of been very rushed. It feels like. I think they. I think there was a lot of eggs in the Punk Tanahashi basket. Right, you you make that you announced. Essentially, they announced that what two weeks ago. Yeah. Tanahashi came out, so you got to mm. assume that was your main event, and then he's he gets hurt in that match, and now I mean, I think you'll see a lot. I think Dynamite this week will be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Zack Sabre so, Joe shows up uh, to continue cool. call, calling out because uh, it's, look, man, like the great uh, Hanare was, was there Wednesday, and then he was back in Japan. Like, Oh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any restrictions in Japan now. As long as you're you're all you, your COVID test is negative and you've got your vaccinations and everything, you're free to, you know, you've got your visa and all that. Go back and forth as much as you like. Um, so yeah, you know, guys can wrestle in Corrigan on Monday night and be an AEW Dynamite Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, and they have the week. They have this week off, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there's any new Japan shows. Yeah, no, until, until the twentieth. So until a little tour next week. Yeah. So, uh, so we have that. So I think this will be a big week. I think you'll see a lot. Uh, that that has to be really. You have to. Yeah. This week has to be the one where you see a lot of stuff come to fruition, right? Yeah, yeah. No, there, it, it's got to be. You got to have some more matches than just the one by this time next week announced. And I think we will. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, really. I think the the, the exciting things will be the ones that we don't know anything about. You know, like where does. You know, just but where does half the rosters fit in at the moment? You know, does the House of Black get on the card? Uh, you know, does can the House of Black destroy the House of Torture? There we go. The true house. There can be we only one that. house. Because you know they're gonna. It's gonna be designed like a typical New Japan show, right? Where they we get a bunch of six and eight mans. Yeah, and then probably, and there will be a sprinkling of actual matches with merit, like tag titles will be on the line seemingly, and things like that. But, you know, there's no reason why whoever... Is Scorpio Sky still the TNT champion? Yes. Like, he can't defend the title in a singles match against a decent mid-card New Japan guy, you know? Like a Hiroki Goto or something like that. Uh, you know, it, there, there needs to... There, there, fun tag matches where guys get mixed up. You know, New Japan and AEW guys should also team up. They don't need to all face each other. Right. Uh, and yeah, just a, a sprinkling of matches that have merit to them, like the interim title match and the tag titles, or maybe the TNT title. Also, you know, New Japan have like 20 titles. Osprey could defend against someone. I think I, I'm very excited to see how this all plays out this week. This will be exciting two weeks for uh, for New Japan uh, fans and AEW fans, uh, you know. And I think they're giving away... Um, I think that show on the 20th is free on New Japan World. Yeah, one of the Corrigan's is free. I don't know which, but you're right. Yeah. So if you are, uh, you know, interested, head over to the New Japan World and uh, check out that free show. There's English mm -hmm. commentary, so. I think the English commentary will be on demand. I don't think yeah. you'll be live. Kevin's now back to uh, home, heading back home. Um, it, It's not, I mean, we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the show. It's not necessarily, I mean, he's still New Japan wrestler, but. Kojima won the GS GHC Heavyweight Championship from Go uh, Shizaki at Cyber Fight Festival uh, two night last night two nights ago Sunday Sunday night and he becomes the fourth yep man to win the big top three titles in Japan yeah 
Yoshiro uh, Takayama, Kensuke Sasaki, Keiji Moto, and now Satoshi Bread Club leader Kojima. And and ironically enough, uh, Muda said he is done. He's got five matches left. Do we see him at Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I think he's such a big part of New Japan. Surely they let him, if he wants to, come back for one final match. I can't see him finishing his career in Noah because he's only been there for a few years now. I mean, he's done stuff in Noah in the past, of course. Like, he's been everywhere. He's wrestled in every company in Japan. But um, it would be it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those final five matches. You know, maybe we get some legends come back to be involved in them matches like we did for Liger. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think I think we'll see. Some, I think it's a no brainer. You'll see Muda one more time. You, you, you've got to, right? You have to have to. You know, yeah, maybe he gets the send off at the Tokyo Dome like Liger did. I mean, he he deserves it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you couldn't argue with it. So that's uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's not. It's it's uh, New Japan adjacent, the Noah stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's obviously they're obviously getting along because you had the Wrestle Kingdom thing, and uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Satoshi Kojima is now their top champion. So you know, things that there there must be some type of working relationship between them. Boom! Bread Club in the house. Bread Club Kojima represent. So uh, that's uh, I. I think we covered everything, right? What it was in our. I mean, we've gone a little over two hours, so I, I hope we have. <laughs> yeah, no, I just we didn't miss anything, right? That was everything we threw out there in our notes. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done everything. It's been a, a fun couple of weeks as a new Japan fan. A bit more oh. chill couple of weeks, but we've got uh, other than forbidden. We didn't talk about Abushi. Oh yeah, of course. Staying with New Japan, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I I don't have tons to say on the topic. He's not in the G1, uh, which was a noticeable mission. Um, but he got fined uh for breaking the terms of his contract uh because he showed up at the Just Tap Out show. Uh, that's I think that's specifically what the fine is for, not about the tweets or anything like that. It's because he breached his contract, which I've seen some people upset about. But really, you can't argue with that. Uh, you know, um, the president has been fined just because he's the president. And then the mystery um, person in New Japan that they're referring to as the official, who is apparently this uh, Kikuchi figure who looms in the dark, uh, has been moved to another position in the company, which I think is basically New Japan. I, uh, from looking online, seeing comments, uh, take a pinch of salt, of course, is the same as basically being fired, except they just being fired doesn't tend to happen after New Japan. Right. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out, right? Yeah, uh, I'm shocked that it's seemingly working out. Uh, but there's, you know, Ibushi has tweeted since. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's exactly happy still. Um, but New Japan seem to be wanting, not want, they, the New Japan don't seem to want to lose Ibushi. Uh, so, you know, there's hope after all. Yeah, I mean, can you blame them? I wouldn't want to lose uh, someone like Abushi either. You know, they put all their all their eggs in the Abushi basket. You know, double champion, first IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, two G1 climaxes in a row, one two, three yes. finals, yes. one three four finals. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, no, Jay White, Sonata, and then Okada, but got injured. Um, yeah, no, of course they want to keep him, but it's great that they still do considering all the stuff that was published publicly on Twitter. Yeah, it got a little got a little uh, murky there, so it's nice to see that hopefully things are going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's looking more positive than it did. 
That's all we can ask for because anytime you can get Kota Ibushi in the ring, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and no, it'll be interesting to see when he comes back, considering he wasn't he was left out of the G one announcement. Uh, so whether he's still recovering, whether he's fit, and they just want to give him time, who who knows? But uh, it's nice to know that he is seemingly going to be back at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kieran, this has been an absolute pleasure. We got it all in. We knew we were going to talk about a bunch. That's putting it lightly. So, uh, Jesus, um, you know, next time there will only be a couple of Korokwens, maybe a new junior heavyweight champion, and Forbidden Door is certainly going to be the big talking point uh, unless New Japan dump a barrel load of information on us like they have been doing recently. Well, we should be we should be back in two weeks' time. So when this is posted, just put it on your calendar, right? You just make a little note on your Google Calendar, people out there watching. Uh, if you enjoy this, hit that like button, right? Maybe you want to tweet over tweet over at our friends over at Fightful, uh, FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com. Let them know you enjoy. Uh, tell, tell Sean Rossap to actually retweet and, you know, publicize this fucking thing. Yeah, tell us. Reach out. Be like, hey. These guys do a great job. The bread club rules. And it's not like the weird girl sticking her face in the bread. It's two and <laughs> pro wrestling fans talking about New Japan pro wrestling. Uh, but seriously, thank you all for continuing to watch this. Uh, this is our third episode. So uh, just keep watching it. Keep hitting that like button uh, when uh, Fightful tweets out this episode or future episodes. Just retweet it. Hit that like button. Follow Kieran uh, over on his Twitter at uh kieran rh93 on twitter and check him out on wrestling at wrestling he's the host of noob japan uh and i know you just did yeah i don't i didn't i don't like plugging myself too much because i'm like this is a fightful thing but you know seemingly plugging is the way to go uh but yeah over on wrestling i just interviewed speedball mike bailey uh i will make no qualms about saying that i think he's one of the best in the world today um yeah, great guy. Uh, I got to when he was over in the UK in November last year. We went for some food. We went to a Nando's together with the LA Dojo boys, which is how I met him. Uh, I'd met him before, but got to speak to him and how the interview came about. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. He's great. Uh, Impact Slamversary looks awesome. He's going to be in that. Uh, WrestleIn.com. Yeah, absolutely. And then your Noob Japan, you guys did uh, Masahiro Chono, which is awesome. We did, yeah. I need to get more legends in the bag. Um, so, yeah, I had uh, some people reach out to me on Twitter, and one of them was at LDestructo83. I'm pretty sure is his Twitter handle. Sorry yes. if I got that wrong. Uh, yeah, covered Masahiro Chono in excellent form. Uh, episode about Jun Kasai is dropping this week? Next week? This week. This week. Deathmatch Legend of Jun Kasai. And I'm hopefully recording an episode about Hard Rock Juice Robinson very soon. Nice. I like that. If you're not familiar with with the, the I need to get Luke Gallows on for that episode. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the the you know Japanese wrestlers past and present, Noob Japan is a great introduction. Kieran does a great job. Uh if you enjoy a wrestling podcast, you could check me out. I'm on the Shining Wizards. Shiningwizards.com is the website. At Wizards Podcast is the Twitter handle. We are a weekly wrestling podcast. We've been doing it for over 10 years. Uh by the time this drops, we will have talked to the brand new NWA world heavyweight champion, Trevor Murdoch, uh, which is happening, and Ryan Davidson both promoting uh Luke Hawk's Wildcat Sports and Entertainment Show on June twenty-fifth. So uh check us out over there on the Wizards podcast. We've had Kenny Omega did do the show once, I will say. We'll pat on my back. Lance Archer, which makes me ask my favorite question to anyone that's ever been to Japan. Have you eaten raw horse? Uh, we've also had 
Ace Austin on the show and countless others of uh, wrestlers who have been in New Japan, uh, past and present. So please check it out at Wizards Podcast, ShiningWizards.com. And remember, FightfulOverbooked.com, uh, Fightful.com. Oh, we're too sweeting. Fuck yeah. The bread club in the house. Uh, <laughs> that. We got to practice that, Kieran. Uh, FightfulOverbooked.com, Fightful.com. Big thanks to Jeremy for setting this up. Um, and thank you for listening, tuning in. And uh, we'll be back in like two weeks because we're going to talk about these Curacon Hall matches, uh, the Forbidden Door, and then it's G1 season. Let's go, baby. It's time to breathe with a switchblade. Do you have... All right. Teaser. I don't have a pick. <laughs> uh, not on June 13th? You don't have a pick? Oh, uh, what's June 13th? Who are you? today. Oh, right. sorry. I was getting... I thought you just... What, for the G1? Yes, no, yes. I don't early pick. pick. I've not... I, I, do you know, I still... They, they were built, I don't want to get into a whole other thing. I thought they were going for Tetsuya Naito Okada in Wrestle Kingdom main event again. Uh, so I figured Tetsuya Naito would win the G1. But now that Jay White's champion, I, I don't know. Uh, I still think Naito might win the G1. All right. That we'll early, see when this is an early prediction. Let's see the blocks. Yeah, this could change. This could, In two weeks, this could be a whole different conversation. Yes. I will say Jay White, though. Reigning champion winning I'm the G1. All, put it, I'm putting it all still, on the table. Still his era. J1 yeah, climax he, time. Because Jay White dictates what Jay White does and who he defends his championship against. And it, sure as shit, he's not going to let some other guy fucking win the G1 and then get a shot. He's going to pick. He's picking fucking the little girl in the front row. He's going to beat her at Wrestle Kingdom. We had the US of J. Now it's time for the J1 climax to return. Fuck the J1 climax. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Well, the bread club's out. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Stick your face in some bread. Take a video, right? <laughs> You're listening to this, right? And you want to make me and Kieran laugh. Just take a bread and stick your face in it. Tag me and Kieran in it at Wizards Podcast at Kieran RH 93 and tag Kojima. I bet you Kojima will love just you hitting yourself in the face with some bread, sticking your face in some bread. It's barbecue season here in the States. Take a couple hot dog buns, stick them in your face. Let's do some real goofy shit. Kojima will love it. I don't condone this. I condone it. <laughs> From the Shining Wizards wants you to do goofy sh- Bread on the face. Just the face. Alright? I don't want to see no other part of your body, you fucking weirdos. Stick <laughs> a bread in the face. Stick a face in a bread. And that's it. Maybe a hand, but that's it. Because you got to touch the bread. You don't have to touch it. It's bread your face. That's how we end the show. Yeah. I'm a maniac. End the broadcast. All right. See you guys in a couple weeks. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.